0: So, what's the plan? For God's sake, McLeod, you can't do this. No one else dies because of me, Joe.
1: price or you haul your tight little ass out of here welcome to highlander rewatch the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the highlander universe i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith
2: this is kyle this is eamon
1: all right and this is it guys this is the end almost the end
2: almost almost i mean we still have movies and we have a whole spinoff series to talk about and maybe even a cartoon so like we shouldn't be too dramatic about it, but yes, we are coming near the the end of this Yeah, this thing. is
1: the second to last episode of the series. So we got all sorts of stuff uh, in store for you this episode, including the usual catalog game, uh, our review of the episode, a fun game. And of course, uh, we're going to be talking to you about how you can be part of like our wrap-up coverage of the series uh by sending us uh some special messages uh but we'll get to the details about that at the end of the show uh but as we usually do since we're all still quarantining and stuff like that uh we figured we'd just kind of go around the the proverbial table and uh talk about what we've all been up to so it was thanksgiving week uh amen how was your uh, thanksgiving bud
0: Oh, it was good. Um, we were going to go to my girlfriend's family's house, but that didn't happen because of various statewide restrictions. Mm. So we had a lovely meal at home. Nice. Uh, well, turkey was action? Yeah, turkey, turkey, mac and cheese, right. mashed potatoes. Stuff I have a question.
1: I- Did you grow up eating mac and cheese as like a Thanksgiving staple?
0: No, that came later
1: interesting i i did I, not either uh and it was no. something that's kind of been added to the the roster uh i think a lot of people traditionally eat mac and cheese but it was yeah. not a family tradition for me
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i don't remember it as a child but yeah
2: you just gotta get that easy mac gotta get that easy mac baby that's right Cheese source make, rex
0: make that in bowls there's microwavable bowls did mm. you guys do that
1: uh i don't think i really i didn't uh, cheesy like that sort of easy cheesy mac easy cheesy mac what easy Uh, i don't think i started do messing around with that stuff until college Uh,
2: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, but i I came to
1: that later in life as well i
2: think i was always a stovetop man for that not a not a microwaver okay yeah that's i'm just bragging though
0: yeah well Uh, that's a that's a good brag
2: yeah. yeah My best brag,
0: uh, or was it was it microwave or was it you
2: boil water and pour pour it in? I don't remember. Well, you had to cook the pasta. Yeah,
1: right. So right you usually
2: right. had to boil water and then you pour it in the, the goo, the, the, goo. Powder. the powder, the powder. You poured right. you poured in powder and it became goo. Mm. Mm.
1: Very uh, interesting. I've never started. You know. <laughs> yeah, I did have uh, the Cheetos mac and cheese uh, recently. I don't Ooh, know if anyone's tried those. How's that? Wow, what a uh, the the plain one is a, a big thumbs down Mm. the jalapeno one is thumbs up uh but like also like needs a little something something with it like they're all a little flat like add a little scallion or something now we're talking right oh yeah uh Mm. and then they have another one that's like the super spicy one super hot cheetos uh it's not that spicy but the color of it is the it's so neon right it is wow they went all out uh so, you know, get it for that, I guess. I don't know.
2: Do it for the color?
1: Do it for the color. Just yeah. a bowl of bright, glowing food. What did you f-
2: do for Thanksgiving, Keith? I assume you just ate that. I that just that. ate
1: that. Microwavable, uh, you know, mac and cheese. Uh, no, I uh, for Thanksgiving, we just spent the whole day uh, drinking wine and Zooming some folks, which was nice. Talking to some people around the country. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then just made food and ate a bunch. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah yeah baked a little tart that was fun to do i don't do a a lot of bacon how'd it turn out Turned out okay Mm. turned out okay i'm I'm
0: okay very bad at baking
1: i only do tarts because i find them very easy to do because it's Mm -hmm. like cutting up some fruit and very simple crust Mm. see like
2: that's see that's something i don't understand because you're so good at cooking and i feel like a lot of a lot of like baking is just like you just follow some recipe. Like it is. I
1: don't know if it's a patience thing, or I also like I'm not a big sweets person. Like if I had a choice between sweets or
2: savory, I'm
1: usually going savory. So yeah, I'm a my, my heart's just not in it. You know.
2: That could be it. Maybe you just don't want it badly enough. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's
2: that's the real problem. Wow. I want uh, Gotta want it. Yeah. What'd you do, Kyle? Uh, we just did takeout from this McDonald's? place. Of- yeah from mcdonald's (laughs) uh we got scottish food for thanksgiving
0: oh Um, highlander
2: Mm. yeah no uh so we got uh to take out from this place laser wolf here in uh in philadelphia it's like an israeli joint and it was awesome it was very good i screwed up It, it was like you could reheat stuff at home this was not thanksgiving style fare it ended up being like braised short rib and like really nice hummus and whole main pitas and some lamb kofta and that kind of stuff. I screwed up a little bit because I had to broil the braised short rib and it was covered in like an amba, which is like a pickled fruit sauce, basically. Uh, and it, I put it a little bit too close and like the sugars caught in the the sauce a little bit. Like I needed to, to put it further from the burner, but I'm pleased to report it didn't fuck up the whole thing. It actually still tasted quite good. Uh, and I was pretty pleased with the the way it all went. All right. And I watched Miracle on 34th Street.
1: That was that was that was the, that was my,
2: the OG one, mm. black and white.
1: So I watched that movie last year. I feel like there should almost be we should almost do a special episode about that movie. Uh, I came away last time watching that screaming at the TV that he absolutely is an insane person, uh, and that everyone is like feeding into this guy's delusion uh and it's <laughs> that he's really, not
2: really santa
1: yeah like uh it's really so, troubling I, at the end I so
2: think. I wanna, the, john well i just want to make sure i understand what your position is is your position that in the context of the movie he is really not santa claus yes or is your position that people are just behaving badly because they have no reason to believe he is santa claus
1: i think so yeah like i think there's that sort of I think like the trick at the end is like, oh, maybe he really is like St. Nick, right? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like the yeah, yeah. the the boyfriend at the end, I forget, what's his name? The lawyer?
2: Oh, he's an asshole. But like
1: uh, but... at the end when he realizes like that the cane is there, I think he, like he's like, oh no. And I think it's like, because like I fed this guy a line of crap. He believed it. And now like here we are in his house. Like he gave up his home for us. Like, I don't know. I think it's something. Uh, it's
2: been a minute, but I, I think you're just wrong in the sense that I think in the context <laughs> of the movie, in the context of the movie, I don't think we're ever supposed to doubt that he is actually Santa Claus. There's no, there's no irony lurking at the heart of this story that it's about like a delusional old man. Like really? This, this mo- yeah. This movie never. And this movie never genuinely invite from minute one. Never genuinely invites you to doubt that he is actually Santa Claus you mean it doesn't that's like the premise of the movie it's like is he santa claus maybe not uh no i agree that the conflict in the movie is that (laughs) people don't believe he is santa claus but i dispute that we as the audience are on that journey with them we are on the journey with chris kringle trying to convince people he's santa claus we are not on the journey of like a a neutral arbiter trying to figure out whether or not he is santa claus (laughs) you know what i mean like yes obviously the point is that whether or not he's Santa Claus is is questioned in the movie, but I don't think we as the audience are supposed to partake in that. So you he does think seem
0: kind of like a jerk, though.
2: <laughs> he is kind of, he is occasionally a jerk. Yeah. So hold on,
1: not to dive too deep into this because we're, but like to ask you a follow up question: Are you positing that the movie's conflict is is he or is he
2: not Santa Claus?
1: Yet you are saying that the movie does not invite the audience to think that.
2: And no, then you I'm, no, hold on. no you, you've you've misframed it already but
1: okay hold on the con he was just the, taking a sip of his yeah
2: the conflict in the movie argue. is this man is santa claus and people do not believe him is the conflict of the movie oh the see i
1: i think yeah. that i think that's a presupposition that i'm not willing to make because uh i'm pretty sure they hire santa claus at the beginning of the movie so like in this movie, that's my question, is that you're saying he absolutely is Santa Claus, but it's like a world where no one believes in Santa Claus. He like, it's a marketing gimmick for Macy's. Like, I don't know. Like, so you, you finished the movie saying, wow, he is really Saint Nick. I don't really believe in Saint Nick, but he's really Saint Nick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you know, I, I've watched the movie Nightmare Before Christmas and I've like, and I know that the guy in that is Saint Lick, even though I, as myself, Saint don't Lick. Be- yeah, Saint, Saint Lick? K- like, every Christmas movie in existence ends with you going like, well, obviously that man is Santa Claus, but, like, that doesn't mean that in the real world you believe in Santa Claus. Like, I guess. I-, I watched the movie Captain America, and I believe that Steve Rogers is Captain America, but that doesn't mean in real life there is a Captain America. Like... I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Highlander.
0: Highlander.
2: <laughs> Highlander. <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas episodes, apparently there's a lot to talk about in Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, well, actually, well, I, I think there is. There's some weird shit in that movie, but everybody I, should watch I, it. It's a good movie. I'll say that. It's Avon's favorite courtroom drama. Oh.
0: One hundred letters, all the to Santa Claus, or however many it is.
1: That's right. Well, before we hop into this episode, this kind of Christmas themed episode, uh, we got the uh, old Highlander catalog to do the catalog do game. It. All right. So if this is your very first episode of the podcast, the rules go. I'm going to read a description out of the Highlander catalog to Eamon and Kyle. And they're going to do their best to guess within 20% of the actual retail price at the time the catalog was released. Uh, and whoever gets it closest gets to give their opinion first and gains my respect for the rest of the show. So very low stakes. And if they don't get it within 20%, ah, I get it. Uh, I, I win. Yes. It's great. Woo. Is uh, it
2: frozen or just being a creep? Who knows? It could a be a tech Oh, okay. oh shoot. Oh wow. well, you broke character for zoom it. Zoom pranks, too.
1: man. That's your that could be your new show. Zoom prank zoom pranks.
0: Zoom pranks. I'm gonna get uh that guy, Ashton Kutcher, in there. He's gonna it. come in there with this <laughs> backwards baseball cap. Keith, you should start wearing your baseball cap backwards.
1: Uh no.
0: Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no. What about like slightly uh, askew or a there we go
2: oh, like that's that? fresh I look so like much I'm... cool
0: you're so cool already
2: i'm like poochie
0: yeah <laughs> just, just like poochie what a reference well, F- yeah poochie poochie
2: you know cool guys yeah. yeah so i don't know what you're actually gonna read but can we talk about the highlander romance reel yeah <laughs> uh, just to read what portion of it is pictured here the uh, Highlander yes. Romance Reel features the sexy, intense, and sometimes hilarious moments of Duncan's loves. Wow. I'm not yep. 100% sure what that means, but, uh, ooh. It's there. It's a little it's something right. for the ladies, I It guess. comes with the box.
1: Ooh, All right, are you guys ready to fight with the box, All yes. Right, so. I thought it'd be fun to read uh, the this for a very interesting reason, which will become uh, apparent as I read the description. Uh, so I'm just going to read, like, the introduction to this box set. Not all the individual uh, items, as mentioned below, like the romance reel. Oh, boy. All right, ready? Highlander Season 5. The canvas on which Highlander's epic fifth season has drawn has become the masterpiece among Highlander's now legendary video catalog richly conceived and evocatively crafted it features some of the series it's it's good to
2: know it's good to know that like the return of adverbs says happened we've had a couple of spartan descriptions they have been yeah this is florid
1: uh like (laughs) what the evocatively crafted it's a cardboard box um anyway uh it features some of the series most remarkable shows uh, including the Milestone 100th episode and a stunning season finale that's still being talked about to this day. Uh, it's, available, uh, or its availability not only marks the arrival of Highlander's last full-season collection, it also presents the opportunity to put the dramatic finishing touch on your Highlander video series library. How about that? Interesting. The way they talk
2: about that is strange. Like that's why like I read six it. And six doesn't exist. Yeah, that's. I, I wanted to pick
1: something uh, for this dialogue game that was like, ooh, very good. That was like season six related or something. Uh, and then I saw this and I was like, oh, here's season five. And then I read that like it's talking about it like it's the end of the show, uh, which is interesting that this copy was clearly written uh, or at least it was printed. Well, I guess both uh, before they knew they were getting
2: renewed. So yeah,
0: mm.
2: How about interesting. That?
0: very strange very are they, strange are they talking about that the season was finally crafted or the box
1: oh I think it's all about the
2: box point it's all it's about just
0: the about
1: the box yeah richly conceived and evocatively crafted it features some of the series most
0: yeah. I, don't no, I don't know i don't know
1: i don't mean, know if i'd ever say, say a show a tv show was evocatively crafted though so, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't have a pen on me, so you're going to have to remember your guesses. Uh very Ooh. good. Eamon, How much do you think the Highlander series 5 or volume V, volume 5 goes uh $150. $150. All right, Mr. Kyle, how much would you pay for this 11 uh tape set?
2: this 11 tape set it fits on one thumb drive today um i would would pay i you know we've done these before and i feel like i should remember the math on them but i just straight up don't so it's okay i'm just pulling these out of nowhere again but i think that Eamon has overshot it and it's like 129 Ooh, 129
1: from kyle and 150 from Eamon?
0: yes that's correct
1: Eamon, congratulations. You are the winner. It is $169.95. $169. Ooh. 95 Ooh.
2: 169 dollars 169 baby. <laughs> That's
1: right. Uh, and so uh, if you bought this set today, it would cost $265.
2: And you can and... literally stream this for free on
1: YouTube.
0: Right. You can right. also, you can buy a whole season's worth of television on DVD for like, 20 bucks
1: yep yeah this equates to about like what are there 22 or 23 episodes whatever it is it's about like seven dollars an episode uh, wait for...
0: i said i said a season i meant a series you can buy <laughs> you can, like you can buy like
2: a whole series of television on dvd now for 30 bucks or yeah own it they've
1: for they've had or to like, like on blu-ray yeah right, right yeah
2: they've had to adjust the price for streaming right because yeah. otherwise who like why would you buy it really right. yeah it's
1: crazy. fascinating and it does go to show you like how expensive like media was I mean well obviously it's uh but like these things took up a lot of space there's it's like just so different than digital media uh, like because it's digital it can be cheap uh, and this can't be so they've have had have, like machines make each of these tapes it's crazy yeah. now we just email yeah. it very Wild. good very good
0: also like there's certain things that like I like that it makes an image across all the tapes
2: That's oh it's cool. awesome
0: like that's a, a fun thing to display it's just like no point to it now
2: this, this <laughs> that's just a true. Bad, it's just a bad use of money now yeah yeah kind of
0: i still have my vcr though i know i've talked about this before but, Me too. Uh,
1: i was watching uh like some old i was just i was on a you know in a youtube rabbit hole or whatever uh, as one does like, uh, the sound of the tape going in a VCR, oh, man, I miss that so much. Like, the way it, like, sucks it in. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. And the eject sound. Yeah, those are, like, uh, sounds I was missing so hearing. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Yeah, sounds. Not like that clumsy sound of a disc, man.
2: Bullshit. There's no
1: soul to that, right? I don't know.
2: Nope. No soul.
1: Nope. 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 No way. No. All right. Well, are we ready to talk about this? This is crazy that we're, like, here, right? This yes. is it this is the season finale or series finale part one yeah, and two. It's,
2: it's in some ways it's not that nuts just because this season is so short <laughs> that's right yeah we got it feels like if it feels like we got here early it's because we did
1: yeah also it's weird that like i feel like we're not like cascading to this episode the way like callus felt like we're we're moving somewhere right like there's.
2: Yeah, this is out of nowhere right. Doug mccloud has never been in this this season and now here he is wrapping up his adventures or mm-hmm. some shit
1: yeah, totally. All right, so let's talk about it. Ready? This is season six, episode twelve. To be this first aired May tenth, nineteen ninety eight. So at least a week after the last episode, after months mm. off, uh, and it was directed by Richard Martin. This is it. Hey. This is his ninth of nine episodes. Uh, so we can run him down. So he started directing uh, Highlander in season five uh, with the Valkyrie. Uh,
0: Good. Which is like, what uh, a
1: what a debut! Right. Yeah. First time and first time writer, too, I think, or second time, it's pretty early on that one, too. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, great. Uh, then Duende
2: was the second one, good at uh, and the Stone of Scoon. good at so, like, that's, a, that's, a, that's dunks. A, yeah, that's a hat trick right there. Yeah,
0: if he just left it, so buy F- that
1: net. man a hat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then in season six, we got Armageddon, Diplomatic Immunity, Black Tower, Justice, Two of Hearts, and 2B.
2: Okay, slightly more mixed bag there, but it's okay. Although
1: it is like the majority of episodes in this season, which is crazy to think that like they, the the show at this point, like, I don't know, they just had, they had such a rotating cast of writers and directors uh, in the past. Uh, And it was cool to follow like each of those writers, but now it's like one director, pretty much one writer or two writers for the whole season. Uh, Crazy. All right, this episode was directed by David Tynan. Uh, This is his 32nd of thirty three highlighter episodes so damn almost like 25 percent of the season i think uh yeah or series like... excuse me um so we'll do a full recap on all of his episodes which will take forever uh but we'll talk about them a little bit
2: take forever uh, today
1: right uh but in this season we've only seen two actually which has been avatar uh and,
2: avatar.
1: and patient number seven yeah, Patient all right.
2: number seven all right some so weird some is... some weird ones in there
1: yeah, so this is the third of four for David Dinan in this. Uh, are we ready
2: for the guest stars? Yeah, yes. I mean, there's a lot. Let's hit them. All right, here we go. Are, we there, got... are there actually going to be characters we give a shit about in this one? <laughs> here we go. Uh, Elizabeth Grayson.
1: She's in it. Like, I guess that counts as a guest star, even though she's been in the opening credits for 12
2: episodes. Yeah, but how many of those episodes has she been in in? Big old Zero. goose egg, baby. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it is all building to this moment yep uh and peter wingfield
1: is in this this is his second appearance this season so far good that part's nice that is nice at least,
2: at least it's two
1: at least it's two and then jim burns this is his third episode this is, wow it's almost like this is a real tv show again with a yeah. real cast that's and right.
2: the star of the show is in the episode again
1: that's true that counts as like a guest star adrian paul is in yeah the
2: adrian second. paul is basically a guest star at this point
1: yep yep uh all right we can all agree now we get into the uh guest stars proper as it would be uh so roger daltrey is back as hugh uh this is his six of seven episodes uh i think it's awesome that roger daltrey's in this uh again Uh, i think he's like perfect casting for this episode uh and it's
2: nuts to me that that was not their original plan right right? isn't that weird that's that's so strange to me yeah It's very weird.
1: We'll talk about it. All right, and this episode also guest stars Peter Hudson as James Horton, and this is his 11th of 12 episodes. Eleven of 12, And then finally, one more, uh, Martin McDougal as Liam O'Rourke. McDougal. Uh, McDougal. uh, This guy's been in a lot. Uh, He played the... But like, small parts, but in a lot of stuff. Uh, He played the warship captain in The Fifth Element. Uh, He was a soldier in Saving Private Ryan, uh, a doc employee in batman begins uh Ooh. which is funny because there's two uh Highlander alums in that movie at least uh uh what's her name uh nadia cameron blake uh blakey who played rebecca horn it's like a diner in uh what's his name's restaurant or whatever oh. Falcone's Falcone. restaurant she's just, she's just in there
2: just yep. hanging
1: yep uh this there's guy's also us. Had runs on the show Episodes. Uh, he was in Hyde Park on Hudson, Edge of Tomorrow. And most recently, he was on the show The Crown. So you've probably seen Ooh. this guy in something over the years.
2: In, in a thing. In a thing. Uh, but like... not in a
1: huge part, but he's, he's been around. So there you go. Martin there McDougal. Go. Cousin McDougal. McDougal. <laughs> mm. Are you guys ready for the IMDb episode description? Yeah. Yes. It reads, when Amanda and Joe are captured by immortal Liam O'Rourke, Duncan surrenders himself to save their lives but a gunfight leaves him in another world where he never lived with Fitz as his guide
2: wow that's I mean that's kind of true but it's a little bit nutty that that is kind of true we can all agree that that's weird I
1: love the bit of like the the little fact he never lived there like oh I get it another world where he never lived as different from like he went to some never lived, like never nether world. I've never lived here or anything. Never mind.
2: Wait, stupid.
1: That was how I read it. I was like, this is so strange. Like that would indeed be strange. Yeah. Another
0: world where he never lived. Mm. Mm. Sure.
1: Yeah. Could be a heather world where you just watch the movie Heathers over and over again.
0: Uh, what a world that would be.
1: What a great world. It's true. Thank all...
0: We'd all be in a better place.
1: Did they make a musical of that? I heard they were going to. Is that true? Heathers? That'd be good. Of of what? The movie Heathers? I I highly recommend that movie. It's a weird movie that would never get made today. Uh, It's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Isn't there like
0: a, a, a school explosion plot?
1: Uh yeah, there is some like real Spoiler. dicey stuff that just would not happen today, including like shooting shooting other classmates and shit like Ooh. that. So, not not good. Uh but it is a fun, quirky uh <laughs> you know, uh dark comedy. Uh a fun
0: has- school shooting comedy. <laughs>
2: sure. Uh, yeah, all right. I I'm beginning to see the problem, I think. Perhaps Winona Ryder.
1: That's right. Guys, we haven't had a school shooting since like March. Come on, guys.
2: It's true. Oh god. Oh God, did you just find the only upside of the coronavirus? That's
1: right. That's right. Woof. Are we ready to start
2: the (laughs) season God damn it. All
1: right, 6-12, 2B, here we go. We open, it's Max Barge, it's nighttime, what's going on? Say it soft and say it slow.
2: Oh God, this is, so a Looney Tunes cartoon about fucking is happening. What? Mm -hmm.
0: If this barge is rocking, don't and come, come knocking. A knocking.
2: Nope,
1: it's rocking a lot, right? Everything's yeah. okay. So what, like, what is happening an, here? It's
2: literally an earthquake <laughs> because Mac and Amanda are having sex. It is causing like bottles to fall off of shelves and shatter. Fruit bowls are flying everywhere, and it's like, what is going on right now?
0: Is this is this the nether world? <laughs> like,
2: the it's fuck? another region for sure, right?
0: It's true. Mm.
2: This is so dumb this like i was like immediately like this is really how you want to start off the finale of your show is being like n- with a with a sit with a dumb dick joke it's like <laughs> how this begins
1: right that's interesting yeah i i do wonder about the tone of this episode often i'm like huh is this how we're moving along with this okay so
2: also it's not consistent tonally with the rest of the episode <laughs> The rest ah. of this episode is ostensibly that like Mac maybe wants to commit suicide, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, right. that's, that's kind of the plot of this episode. And it starts with like Mac and Amanda bone so hard it registers on the Richter scale. <laughs> and, like, it makes, I don't know. I was just like, really? But she's just stopping by for a quickie, apparently.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, I should I should point out like the music in this scene is oh my, it's
2: brought to you by Home Alone.
1: It's like a carnival nightmare of yeah. like sounds. It's like can you imagine having sex to like <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, it gets it done, right? I don't know. I are also it like works doing it
0: behind them. the the kitchen counter.
1: Is that where his bed is? Is Yeah, the bed is, is like, right there. Like, they live in a barge. Like, everything is, like, four feet away from something else. So, like, just get to the bed.
2: Yeah. Very odd. Amanda's like, Oprah said you should mix it up sometimes. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, they get up and they both, like, lament that it's, like, hard to kind of meet people. Sure. oh, you know, haven't met anybody new, blah, blah, blah. But then a I man like, "All right, I gotta go to Cairo. Gotta catch a plane. Bye." Right.
1: She has to see a man about a camel. So whatever that means. Good luck. Um, right. So uh yeah, they, there, there's some joking about she's... layovers. Mm.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Also, she just I, I did kind of think f- that was funny, but yeah, that was a little bit funny. Also, is that <laughs> supposed to be a joke about like her? She's just like on her way to go fuck somebody else. <laughs> like, like see a, a man hunk. about a camel. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but no. Is it just that? that camels exist in Egypt and that's the whole joke. And
1: she needs one for some reason, right? For some reason. Gotta get that camel. Uh,
2: Gotta get that all right, camel.
1: So, uh, so, I guess she... Well, Fitz is in this episode, so she kind of, you know, fits it and quits it. Uh, So she... <laughs> and she then she Matt makes a go. whole
2: series of faces as she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he's like a cartoon character who ate a really hot pepper. <laughs> and that's like the... The, that's the acting decision he chooses to make smoke right. comes out of his ears mm-hmm. yeah
1: all right so she's like i gotta hit the road catch planes she heads out uh and so outside she gets the buzz and she's like Ah, oh, mac like i told you i gotta go Uh oh psych it's not mac it's some fucking creepo and yeah uh, yeah, uh and th- this is this guy o'rourke uh and so she gets captured by two of his goons and like taken away and she screams for mac he runs outside, and what does she fi- or what does he find uh, waiting for him? What's the clue?
0: A sword with a coaster in the hilt.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. right for the, for the light horse. The light horse. The light horse. Mm-hmm. What's so the I, light
0: horse? Who knows?
1: I don't know. I was like, is this going to be significant at some point? I wonder. Uh, uh. Yes, <laughs> and that's Wait, that's, you... that's that's the cold open, right?
0: And this is like the exact same
1: setup as. Black Tower. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: 100% it is. Yes. Whatever do you mean? Like, they're the same scene, just filmed twice. It's amazing. Oh, I was joking. (laughs) (laughs) I know Uh, what you mean. Only this time, ostensibly, a man does not in on it. Right. After they're having 2 a.m. sushi after the opera. (laughs) That's right.
0: Uh, <laughs> has Max learned no lessons? Like, just walk her out or something. I don't know.
2: It's actually only 11 o'clock on this one, so maybe he just feels like it's early enough. That's <laughs> <true. He's> like <laughs> it's it's that 2 a.m. Oh, <laughs> so you can just go answer the door.
1: Oh boy. Uh, so that's it. Uh, then we get the credits. I gotta say, uh, knowing that like this is the second to last time, uh, I'm gonna watch the credits, I was a little sentimental watching these. I was like, man this is cool. Like, I almost watch the credits almost every time I watch one of these episodes because I'm like, I'll stick around for this song. It's awesome. Um, yeah,
2: and like this voiceover and like it's a it's an exit in the realm of montage. Is, it's a good montage.
1: Uh, in the realm of season six, it might be the best part of some of these episodes. It's like, you know what? At least I can count on the opening credits delivering coolness. Uh, and that, yeah.
2: that rifle cock.
1: Every time. I, I make the sound effects Every time it does it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after the credits, we're at La Blues Bar. Eamon, you want to tell us what's going on at the bar?
0: Sure. So Joe and Mithos are chatting about some of Joe's chronicles, which are wrong.
2: Naughty, naughty. Yeah, so I guess some famous ancient immortals like had a fight, but Mithos is like, yeah, that's not true. That guy got like whacked by some scrub in the vomitorium. Not, like, in some grand duel in, like, the gladiator pits or something like that. Uh, And Joe's trying to figure out why this would be falsified. Right. And
0: it's it's basically all to cover up somebody's life story to make them look more... interesting
2: right interesting yeah, but, and brave and like yeah. right because the watcher's like oh if i'm assigned to some scrub it reflects badly on me it's like what <laughs> That's very strange also it's very weird because mythos is telling joe firsthand experiences that did not happen <laughs> go on well they talk about the vomitorium and he's like oh yeah the place where you go vomit that is a hundred percent false <laughs> the romans did not do that no one has ever done that that is insane that is a literally insane thing. There is a word in like Latin vomitorium, but it means like the exit from a stage. And like somehow from that, people have like strewn this myth that like the ancient Romans were so decadent, they would eat until they puke so they could go back and eat some more. And anyone who's ever eaten food knows that that is false. Like, <laughs> like that makes no sense. <laughs> But... Hey, that's
0: what I do, baby. I did that on Thanksgiving. Oh, nice
1: <laughs> turkey number two, huh? That's right. Yeah, but yeah. Joe's like, wow, you used to do that. That was the thing that got me was that Joe was like, really? Like, I was like, Joe, you're by like trade a historian. Like, you went to right. school for this. Like, there was an academy. You're like maybe the head of the Watchers? Question mark? Like, or at least some high ranking dude, and you have no fucking clue about any of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh oh we ate we drank we vomited yeah. maybe ethos is saying that the historians are wrong and vomitorians are real
1: oh uh, right yeah maybe you're spreading the lie kyle maybe that's it this maybe, maybe this, maybe this maybe podcast is flagged that, these uh these claims are disputed
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe right. the myth that these things are true is what's true <laughs> it's like hiding in plain sight so that's they right. were eating honey coated ants and peacock brains allegedly, and like I peacock didn't...
1: brains, a peacock brain would be like this big.
2: Who's so, eating this? It's like I don't knows, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about ancient. Rome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's my fault. I was the one who went on this tear. All right, so Max but... Max sh- shows up in the middle of
1: this though, and mm. uh, he brings him a little coaster. He's like, "Coaster action! You want a bar? You must know about coasters." Uh, so, I think it's
2: you're a watcher. You might know where to find Liam, but
1: yes, uh, but uh, Joe knows like instantly. He's like, "Oh shit, O'Rourke!" Right? You mm-hmm. mm. get a little FB. Haven't had an FB in a while. It's
0: true. B London, nineteen forty-six, and
2: they're at this bar. That's right. The the titular Light Horse. That's right. Uh, and Mac is arguing with Liam and a woman whose name I apparently didn't write down.
1: I don't uh, think I have her name written down either.
2: She's not important, really, uh, in the context of this episode. They are arguing because, like, this O'Rourke character, we're just going back to eye for an eye here, um, yep. is, like, an IRA guy, and he is trying to recruit Mac to the cause now that World War II is over. And Mac's like, oh, I thought
0: we were against the Nazis, not the English. How right? does he say that word, Mac?
2: I mean, Eamon. How does Mac say that word? Does he say Nazi? He says Nazis? Nazis? We've fighting the Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> and I was like, the, the what Nazis. now? The whom? The who?
1: What in the world?
0: But it's, like, uh, it's well, weird. Well, Work doesn't really seem to have a problem, or at least he's pretending not to have a problem with Mac. Mm-hmm. But his little girlfriend is like a psychopath. <laughs>
2: She's like, you're a Scotsman. How could you ever forgive this? Did you forget about Culloden? Which, like, Mac shuts her up by saying, like, well, I was actually there, so don't talk to me about it. Sure. But it's also just such a surreal sentence to me that, to say to someone in an argument, did you forget about this thing that happened 150 years ago? Did you forget? (laughs) It's like... And he's like, also, she knows they're both immortal, and she's not immortal. Correct. It's kind of freaky.
1: Yeah. Is it? Also, like, like... I feel like O'Rourke at some point says like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it's like, meaning Dude.
2: the Nazis. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like, you know what? Like I, I get that to a degree, but like, not when they're Nazis, right?
2: Like, no. Right. Like surely there's a limit. Yeah. Like surely. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> Max like, yeah, well you would have been in a death camp if the Nazis won. So yeah.
1: Right. So then uh, O'Rourke uh, shuts Like, this is weird. The parallelism between like Mac and Amanda having sex. And she's like, uh, I got to catch a plane. And then in the next scene, it's like, oh, we're having a beer. Uh, I got to catch a train this time. Like the scenes end the same way. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: kind of funny. It's also it's o- O'Rourke's idea to get another round.
2: Right. But, but, then, but
0: presumably he's not on this plan. Uh,
2: well, I think it's when he asks for another round, he sees that this general walks in, ah, who's right. like a British general who was like keeping Ireland in line during World War II so like he wasn't all fighting nazis he was at home and enforcing domestic order in some right. way and now like the game is on as we'll find out right
0: so they they leave a mysterious bag at the
2: bar mm-hmm. i wonder what could be in this i wonder indeed and they're like oh we gotta go bye gotta go and yeah. so
1: they're in uh, too big a rush outside mac is like catching on that something's not no. right grabs work yeah. they end up getting in this like crazy scuffle uh and then this bomb explodes uh which is kind of cool uh, I mean their costumes well, look good
2: so many people sure yeah. it's just that a, bar is it's just a full bar full of, of people <laughs> yeah
0: it's an awesome explosion which I'm like how much money did this did this explosion cost because the rest, <laughs> rest of the episode is like not very like budget budget heavy I don't sure
2: think. yeah but this you mean explosion. you mean you didn't believe the earthquake in the barge?
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? Or uh, did
2: you?
0: It's a cool explosion. Yes. Right.
1: Uh, I kind of uh, like the brawl they get into. Like I like the fighting style. Uh, I don't know if that's a byproduct of short shooting schedules that it's not very choreographed. Uh, but it does feel like you know they're just uh, kind of
2: grabbing each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it feels really messy, which I kind of like. Uh, mm. But that's it's not-, not like
2: the standard kung fu fare that we've ordinarily see right
1: right uh,
2: and so that's that's the scene
1: so mm-hmm. we know who what o'rourke's deal is he is a terrorist i suppose mm-hmm. uh and mac and him have different uh, opinions about some stuff so that's the, the
0: setup he mm-hmm. o'rourke and she get arrested and she dies in prison yes and of course o'rourke doesn't
2: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. so oh mac reveals that o'rourke stays in jail until she died Mm-hmm. Why? Why would he do this? Like, wow. Right? Like, they're not going to be able to see each other in jail. <laughs> I, right? Like, it's not like they're going to be in contact with each other. That's a good point. Even if they're in the same facility, I doubt their paths would literally ever cross. Right. So if he can escape, why doesn't he escape and then try to spring her in some way? Why does he just stay there? Also, how do they not, if he just stays there until she died, how do they not notice he's not aging?
1: Mm unless
2: she like you know got shanked in year three like they're gonna notice
1: that's true uh maybe the watcher chronicles might reveal a little bit of stuff
2: uh, oh okay
1: ooh, ooh. interesting i'm
2: glad we needed to buy an interactive cd-rom for this to make sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh anyway right. so that's ran, the end of our I ran over about this but we're that's supposed end... to think this is very romantic
1: that's right all right so that's the end of our uh flashback here and so now we cut back uh to the bar uh and I guess Joe, because he knows this is O'Rourke, he makes like a phone uh, a phone call. And he doesn't just make a call. Like, well, I mean, he does. All of it on camera, live. Like, we watch him pick it. up yeah, the O'Rourke. phone, J- be like, oh, I need, need to make a phone it? call. And then he like <laughs> dials each number. Like, it takes, this is so long. Uh, anyway, but he's asking about O'Rourke to another watcher cat. And uh, O'Rourke shows up, gets the, the jump gets- on him
0: stand with a syringe
1: <laughs> that's yes. right it's not good
0: like, I also like to help somehow yeah the, the 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 drug in the syringe immediately knocks Joe out right like why not just have him like bonk him on the head or something if we yeah
2: we're gonna...
0: but it's okay whatever
2: that's okay. But it's fine it, it is fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we cut later that night this is like this must be very early uh or very late at night uh we're back at Max barge and as usual, Mythos is being his like insensitive self. He's like, I don't know, maybe a man is already dead. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Um,
0: I had a problem with this next line. McCloud's like, if he wanted her dead, he would have killed her outside the barge. I'm like, no, he wouldn't. No, he have. wouldn't.
2: Yeah, that makes no yeah. sense at all. Right. It's like, you yeah, get the cleaning,
0: me- and then Matt could just come out and chop your head off.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know yep. immediately what happened. Right. right. So, whoops. Yeah, uh, the the other thing that,
1: to me, doesn't make any sense with this whole, like, scheme, like you said, Eamon, that, like, well, if he wanted to kill her, no, that, this whole logic doesn't make sense, but that, what was his plan? Amanda is here on a layover? They only have enough time for maybe some food and fucking, and he's, like, waiting to capture her in this, like, eye for an eye scenario? Like, how does he know about this? Like
2: maybe he's just been following mac and seizes an opportunity i, don't I guess
1: know. so like some random woman shows up and he's like let me kidnap her that'll mean a lot right
2: yeah. yeah or like i don't know it's never really clear how well these characters are supposed to know each other at one point mac does proclaim we were never friends so like a little unclear how their paths crossed initially or like what the connection between them is supposed totally. to totally but I suppose there's a world, like, I, which, that just confused me, because I assumed they were friends, so, like, he would just know about Amanda. Yeah, that but would now. make sense. Um, but I guess that's not the case, so I don't really know how this works. Who knows? Uh, but...
0: Season six, writing <laughs> strikes again.
2: That's right. Uh,
1: but, you know, the, the coaster-based uh, form of communication continues, <laughs> yeah. and Mac finds another coaster here. Cool.
2: It's all about those coasters, baby. It is. Written you in can't Amanda's... let
1: the, the ring Let's form... Stick on the yeah. wood no of course not. i at least i respect that Auroric respects wood so good, good yeah good, good good you don't want to fuck up the finish nope no wood is good all right yeah <laughs> so they know now that Auroric has joe because uh joe has left a message for him that says uh what does it say in it uh bercy train depot 4 a.m alone written in amanda's lipstick which is crazy uh yeah, it's a little nutty yep and it's on joe's coaster so they know they got joe
2: boom Boom. So,
0: and McCloud's like, I have to do this alone.
1: That's right. Yeah, Mythos is like, no, I should go with you. Like, maybe you shouldn't go. Part of me thought that I was like, I want this episode to take a hard turn, and that Mythos is just preventing. Like, everybody's in on this, and they just are preventing Mac from going to like a surprise party, like a Cheers for five years style. Like, (laughs) it's like, no, no, you you really shouldn't go. I don't think you should go alone. We should go together. It's just a big party to celebrate this show. Yeah, and, and
2: he needs to be there so he can tell them when to yell surprise. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, I, all right, so this is where I feel like some of the structure of this falls apart a little bit. Okay. Because this is where Mythos, mythos kind of introduces the core concept here, right? Like, Mythos is like, you are being a martyr, like, you're trying to be a hero or you're trying to be a martyr. Like, you need to be smart about this. Like, this guy's not playing by the rules. Like, you're just setting yourself up for a fall here. Right. Um, and this, this this is the central point of this episode, right? Is that for some reason, Mac is trying, quote unquote, to like sacrifice himself.
1: Yeah. Or for some reason, he has, feels like there's no other options. Yeah. that's weird. Like,
2: despite all the times that other important people in his life have been captured, which I'm prepared to say happens in 20% of Highlander episodes. (laughs) Like, Matt, we have witnessed Matt go through this scenario probably not less than 20 times. Right. uh, I mean, this is the
1: literal setup for an action-packed episode where Matt karate kicks his way to save whoever.
2: Yeah. And we've seen this episode many times. But this time, he seems like, they seem to be importing some kind of fatalistic motive onto mac uh in a way i don't understand right like
0: sure well if they if they they like alluded to this in the beginning of this season where like Mac's like mr pacifist and doesn't do this stuff anymore but then this season undercuts that because there are episodes in this season where mac goes to like rescue someone or stop someone so it's like right. if, and if it was you- consistent
2: this would make sense, but it does like using deadly force, too. Like, yeah. if up till now, Mac had just been like using his sticks or whatever, and like hadn't mm-hmm. really been like using all the to- tools at his disposal, you right. could see how this might hem him in and be like, Look, you're not going to be a- limiting yourself the way you are, you're not going to be able to beat these people. But Mac's like, Well, Then I then I'm not going to beat them. I still need to save the people. That sounds like one conflict. Another version of this conflict is that Mac is like suicidal in some way and like yearns for death for some reason. But they haven't set that up either. Like the last thing we see Mac doing is like I don't know, triumphal. He like fucks an earthquake into existence. (laughs) He seems like he's doing okay. Yeah. So like I don't really understand what the core of this thing is because the t- entire conceit of these next two episodes is that the ghost of Hugh it's a wonderful lifestyle has to convince Mac not to sat like give up right. basically yeah this this whole premise makes sense like
1: either as part of the episode or following is it forgive us our trespasses where mm-hmm this kind of scenario comes up and is weirdly even related to stuff. Like they talked about Colladen in that episode. Like who was that guy? Keen, is it?
2: Keen, Keen, yeah. Keen.
1: And that's like the episode where Mac thinks like, maybe I should give up. Maybe I did do bad things. And like, I feel like these, once again, we're like retreading water that we've already been on. And these two episodes should like go together or something. Uh, Yeah, the disconnect between the rest of the plot is is hard to get over.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then it just makes it like, without Mac having some actual motive where he's, I guess, trying to hurt himself. Like, I just don't understand what anybody's motive is here. And like, obviously, Mythos just kind of follow is going to follow him anyway. So like, you know, I I just don't understand why this is different than anything we've ever seen before. They could just start the episode with Mac like being depressed. Right. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like, Maybe he's drinking too much and he's thinking about Richie and he's like, "Yo, I fucked all this shit up." And then Amanda gets kidnapped or whatever, and yeah.
2: then this yeah. happens.
0: Like, but instead, yeah, it's, it just it comes out of nowhere and just the season's inconsistent. It's like they didn't follow their concept they started the season out with, forever. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so, and, and yeah. just in general, like, not just following the concept, like who Mac is as a person, like. Mac always has a plan. Like, I think they even talk about that later. Uh, that might be, I think, our opening clip, actually. Uh, like, Joe, well, we'll see, we'll get to it. But like, Joe's like, what's the plan, man? And it's like, yeah, Mac, what's the pl-? like? I, I, like, well we'll, well, we'll talk about it as we get to that scene. Wow. Really anyway, interesting, guys.
2: <laughs> moving on.
1: <laughs> oh, I have a question. Uh, when was the last time you guys have seen this episode? Yeah, it's been a decade for me probably as well. Like, but I have, it's funny, like so many of the season six episodes, I feel like are a little hazy in my head, uh, save for a few. Uh, This one, like it sticks out so much. Like somehow, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it's a season finale or series finale, so I get it. But like, I had had a lot of fond memories, I think going into this being like, wow, like at least the season six finale is good. I remember thinking, and I'm like, huh, I don't know how I feel about some of the choices they made. Interesting. Yeah, I, I
2: very uh, all I remembered was like the rough outline of this. Like I remembered, like the structure. Sure, but nothing more really. Mm. So mm. anyway, all
1: right. So we now cut to fucking O'Rourke's like basement, junk-filled train yard hide. Like there's just trash and just junk everywhere, everywhere, uh, everywhere. And so Joe and Amanda are tied up, and she wakes up. Uh, and so I don't know, there's some jokes about like SM. Man, this is the nineties. Like this SM thing isn't very PC anymore. It's like it's 2020. People like eat each other's butts, like get over yeah. it.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just want to make sure you don't think that's a 2020 invention. But... But no, it's
1: not, but it's uh it's 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 a uh, 2020 it's in, forward.
2: It's in the mainstream. That's man. right,
1: in the zeitgeist, right? Everybody's that's eating right. butts. <laughs> yeah. so,
2: <laughs> so wait is the premise here that bondage is no longer pc in the 90s is that what they're positing here
1: i think so but the funny oh. thing is it's like the opposite now it would be like hey it's cool man do what you do how odd uh and coming from amanda
2: yeah right she's a very sex
1: positive uh person it would seem
2: yeah it yeah. would seem absolutely she wow she loves those old wonder woman comics Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, William
0: Malton Marston. What a weirdo!
2: <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a fucking
1: weirdo! So uh, we, we learn Aurora shows up. We find out what his like scheme is here, and the the idea is that like, hey, eye for an eye sort of thing. Like, I want Mac needs to watch you die. That's gonna be like his real revenge, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Cool. Yeah. So we cut and he, then and in he this...
0: smacks Amanda in the face.
1: Not good. Uh, yep. So we cut to a little bit later in this basement church train yard place, uh, and I there's like an abandoned car and there are three burning barrels. I, I don't want to, I know we get on tangents a lot, but like, let's talk barrels for a minute. Like, who lit these barrels? Like, traditionally... Yeah, what- like especially homeless... the
2: homeless or the people in the Italian market, right? Yeah. Like who is
1: who is warming themselves? Like what a waste of fuel and energy! Like there's wood and did... scraps to burn, and they're just on. Like why are they on? Obviously, it's ambiance for the scene, but uh did,
2: did O'Rourke do that for a little mood lighting?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Very like strange.
2: As maybe he's to. afraid of the dark.
1: That's true. But who's sneaking around up top in the rafters? McLeod. Batmack in all day. He brings it back home classic mac style uh so there's the buzz aurora can't find mac and then mac leaps on him from like two stories up yeah and he gets him
2: and he has the sword yeah. to his neck just let's cut his head off there it is yeah like if he'd just like done it that would have been it like yeah. plot of episodes solved but for whatever reason he just like waits right and he just like, waits and also like why.
1: I agree. Why does Mac wait? But also, like, what's Aorok's plan? Like, what if Mac did just chop his head off? Like, orourke has got his goons in the like the wings of the this room with the the hostages. Each and he, one like, had a
2: separate wing.
1: Right. He's like, you guys have to co- come out now. Come and save me. It's like, what was yeah. your plan the first time, man?
2: This great question. No <laughs> sense.
0: Like, I pre- presumably they'll just if he dies, they'll just kill Joe and Amanda.
1: I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: But all right yeah i don't know but so, that's not that's not his
1: plan like
0: his right. plan to make mac watch it so yeah
1: i don't know the plan would have made more sense for o'rourke to be there with the goons in hiding and the
2: goons shoot mac
1: so they could capture him and make right. him watch right that's yeah. that's a plan come on guys come on o'rourke what are you doing
2: but uh so this then begins the trend of everybody's got a gun because who appears <laughs> to save the day but Mythos, Mythos, yeah, Mythos is just like waiting in the wings with a gun and just blasts people. Uh,
0: but right. be- before then, uh, Mac, Mac, and oh. Mac and O'Rourke oh, yeah. come to this come to this like agreement where yes. Mac is going to put his sword down and let O'Rourke chop his head off to spare Amanda and Joe.
2: Yeah, though if he had waited like two seconds. Problem would have been solved. Yeah. as I mentioned, Mitho those ships up. And does he
1: really trust her work? I guess the idea is that he does. That her work is a man of his word, right? But like, he, he's like, he swear, doesn't play by the rules. Swear
0: on swear on Tara's memory, the the woman that he got arrested with. That like, you'll do what you say. Why would he? Why would he? Why would he trust this? Like terrorists,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, he literally blows up a bomb in in a room full of innocent people but like his word is his bond also <laughs> right. say you, he says at some point that you weren't friends so it's like how would you even know that this is an honorable guy yeah yeah
0: so max like let me say my goodbyes to joe also amanda gets shot and they're about to chop her head off and
1: i love it. the way joe says jesus when they shoot yeah. he's like, jesus it's so good
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was good. I, it I was good that Jesus. Oh,
1: by uh, the way, here I'd like to point out something else because it's a thing that comes up on this show a lot, and I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Uh, Amanda, wonderful guest star on this show, Elizabeth Grayson. She's fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. She's a beloved, beloved guest star, beloved character in the Highlander you know universe, right? Uh, and this, as we know, this show doesn't really treat its women uh, always the best, which is a bummer. Uh, and it's especially especially disappointing when it's Amanda. Uh, but like w- we haven't seen her all fucking season, and the first scene she just has sex, then she's bludgeoned and kidnapped or whatever it is. And then she's just shot. shot. Like, I mean, yeah. like she how she's been fridged like twice already in one episode one episode like, one, like and it will ha- it will happen again, right. like it's in crazy. like this 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 show should this episode should be written about uh like in terms like has have people been fridged multiple times in one single not episode just. this episode <laughs> does it it's crazy yeah. so it's very so bad in it's, in just, it's, just, it's just it's just such a bummer it's... that like she's not really present like she is just being she, she does nothing does nothing that's terrible
2: it's yep. pointless uh,
1: great character
2: so beloved so, <laughs>
1: yeah beloved yes
2: But just
0: so. like you can't do this, Mac. And this is this weird like suicidal Mac where he's just like, This is all I can do. Like I can't, yeah, this is it. can't fight anymore. Like
2: and Joe's like, this is all crap, Mac. This is yeah. all in any other episode, he disarms the guy with the gun on Joe and uses it to shoot the guy who's gonna behead Amanda. In okay. any other episode, that is what happens. Right.
0: He does a karate kick. He yeah. can take the gun and then shoot the guys that have Amanda.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah that's
0: like, he's done it before
2: every yeah that's 100% what would happen
1: but yeah. not this well, time it's so crazy i mean like also i mean we're pointing out all these things about like his character over six seasons like is mac the sort of person that would do this like i don't know maybe not but like given the right circumstances also maybe like right and i feel like the rewriting on this if they wanted to keep the scenario kind of similar just have him lose the fight like, just have a work be a really good swordsman and be like, look, Mac, you, you've got no choice. Like, but like, yeah. I, I'm left scratching my head thinking Mac has choices here and he's just not trying. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. not built into the episode. Uh, but if they don't want to build all that psychological stuff in, just have him lose the fight and be like, I guess this is what I gotta do.
2: So, right. Yeah, or, at least, or, or even if not having him lose the fight, he doesn't win in the two seconds it would have taken to disarm this <laughs> right. situation yeah. like they're still in an active sword fight and now he, they've got hostages right it's like yeah yeah between know.
1: a rock and a hard place i get it like i don't think this scenario is inappropriate but yeah it's weird the way they deal with it uh sure so anyway so mac ends up getting shot by o'rourke uh and he falls onto this train and there's and also causes a gas leak uh so, yeah i don't know and there's like ma- like the music feels very magical to me does anyone, anyone pick up on that like yeah something about
2: the chimes Ooh. and like Ooh. yeah it's uh yeah it's like that like and,
0: are we are we supposed to take it that the the gas leak is what makes mac hallucinate this yes absolutely thing? okay yeah. i
2: think so that yeah. makes sense all right i definitely think that's what but it's supposed like,
0: to be the the staging of it doesn't make sense to me like are they really that close to where the train is? Like, Max seems to, like, fly 70 feet when he gets shot to, to be able to fall <laughs> on the train. It's, all a, out. it's okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, he falls on a train, and the train just, like, magically starts
2: right yes and then bullets hit the start button and it right goes away and the
1: audience gets treated to a goddamn horror show this is yeah this montage of like i don't know if we we haven't played any clips yet i don't know if we want to play a little uh yeah
2: do it go for it it.
1: of the horror show like
2: because this this is horrific
1: (laughs) this is it's just like once again like well stylistically a little different uh than the rest of the show uh although actually i kind of like it uh i kind of dig how fucked up this all feels
0: I like it. I like that. Yeah. A AP twinkly? really
1: had
0: to AP really had to do a lot this episode. Duncan. Lay down. <laughs> I love
1: you. I'm so tired of killing.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: All right. Like,
2: wow. This,
0: Call tech baby.
2: That's right. This needs to be the beginning of the episode. Yes. Right? Like this moment of like this this sizzle reel of like Max's worst moments. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be what's like we should know as the audience that this is what's on Mac's mind while he's okay. making these decisions. That like he's feeling down in the dumps. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He's feeling like garbage. And then, you know, he sees a way he can save his friends and, like, is just apathetic about whether or not that cost him, that effort cost him his own life. Right. Like, that feels like what the structure of this episode needs to be. But, you know, instead we only are introduced to those elements right now. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So. So he wakes up. Yeah, and who's there? But beloved... Beloved fan favorite Hugh.
1: It's uh, Hugh is there, Kyle. He was there, not who. Oh, there.
2: Hugh is. Did there. you know he was in the band The Who? Oh, uh, that why he's called Hugh?
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard that at least.
2: Yeah, very oh, who'd good. You, who'd you hear that from? I, yeah, <laughs> I heard myself say that.
1: <laughs> it's this rumor I started, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, so fitz tries to describe to mac like what is going on you are a golf ball but you have left the tee and like you're but you're not on, you're the on the
2: your way to the green <laughs> this Whatever. makes no sense i, this... I kind of thought it was funny though i was into it but oh. like isn't that what happens every time they get shot or like just don't get <laughs> beheaded right like that's that yeah. like that implies that he's dying but we know he's not dying because we know that's not how it works. Right.
0: I mean, is this just... Is it really an angel or is Mac just, like, high?
2: I I guess it's that he's just high. I guess, though we do... If he's not high, we get a lot of interesting world building here (laughs) about how there's, like... There are angels, there are gods... Like or if Fitz, there's a god the, yeah. the god will come and like sometimes charge dead people with tasks. Right. Fitz specifically. He was like
1: the right hand, the god and all. Like yeah. the big the big guy came and gave me this job. It's like, yeah. huh? What what world are we in now? Uh yeah, Fitz let's let's we an should angel. talk about it in both ways, I think, uh, as we move forward. Like, hey, how does this scene work if it's all in Max Head? Or is it
2: an angel? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna carve out the position right now that I do think. In the context of the show, we're supposed to think that this is a genuine intervention. Yeah, I think so it was
1: fit Santa Claus not to bring. Like, wait, oh,
2: <laughs> this is like you're like you know in in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. We're
1: not supposed to doubt any of this shit. But in this one, there's a goddamn gas leak, and you're like, you know what? I don't think the gas leak is. <laughs> I mean, I think we're relevant. To... It's probably a
2: real angel. Well, I think we're supposed to think that this is a genuine intervention i, think. I, in I the, think in the in the context of this two-parter you know I, I i do agree with you
1: uh i'm just making a joke but yeah you're right that this show does seem to purport there's like some magical things are happening right now uh yeah right, right. yeah
2: in this moment in this uh, moment this magic moment this, this magic, magic moment. moment uh anyway so they this is literally just it's a wonderful life to a t with occasional invisibility mixed in i guess
1: say i feel like it's a wonderful life and sometimes i feel like they get a confused christmas carol a decent amount like this scene feels like a christmas he's like come and walk with me and there's like 18th century music playing Mm -hmm. and they walk down to this like this by the way they now walk down a train track to a tunnel like filled with light uh this takes i timed it 30, like over 30 seconds. (laughs) Uh, So I did the math on it. You got to fill that
2: time, baby. That's
1: 1% of this episode. Like, can you imagine like looking at a script and dividing it out your shooting schedule, blah, 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 and be like, you know what? An entire 1% of this entire episode needs to be dedicated to them just
2: walking. (laughs) Slowly walking.
1: so boring. God damn it. Anyway.
2: (laughs) So they then emerge in like some palatial estate, basically. Like a, the garden thereof. And yeah, a
1: lot of like, potted plants. Uh, yeah. Temporary potted plants are there. Beautiful. Beautiful! <laughs> but yeah. Mac is now realizing like this world, like, and also, I guess we as the audience are kind of getting acquainted to like, hey, what's, what's going on here? It is like a wonderful life. Like the blood on his shirt is gone. Like yeah. things have kind of reset to some magical state or whatever,
2: right? Can I just point out one thing before we move too far on from this? Because there's sure. a, a, a random note I made that I forgot. Why didn't they get the buzz when Mythos showed up? Great question. He got like 20 good feet question. away and shot people. But like he was there's was buzz-free zone. Buzz free zone. Any, anyway, moving on. Wow,
1: that's good a, point. I like that. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Max sees a couple of making out. He's like, ooh la la, what is this action? And Fitz is like, Fitz no chick. Like,
0: take a take a closer look.
1: Right? Man. And by the way, you're invisible, bro. You can do fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like that's, you know film. that's it's not like a, an film element film.
1: that's explored in uh a christmas Carol or wonderful life like you know just peeping tom right
2: mm-hmm. yeah well i guess when you're being haunted by christmas ghosts you don't really have time to sneak away and crank one out but <laughs> i guess so
1: but i don't know people have needs you know Especially
2: maybe the ghost, Scrooge. Oh, the
0: ghost could help out
1: oh ghost
2: <laughs> could help out
1: like <laughs> in ghostbusters that infamous cut
2: scene oh god that's awful that's so bad uh, uh what's that? isn't it, in it? uh part uh, of some, in it some some okay. edits are still appear in it like okay. in some cuts of the movie yeah
1: like yeah, on is. some of the versions oh, they show God. on tv
2: now they'll <laughs> include it for some reason yeah great but i think what? in the original theatrical cut it was oh, no i think I didn't know that. yeah don't quote me on that
1: <laughs> very <laughs> good we are talking about ghost (laughs) (laughs) blowjobs all right so uh mac is like it's amanda and like the thing that shocks him the most like i guess fitz is like oh that guy's like not his her husband and he's like oh that fucking dork like he's got no abs he's a fucking square mac is very upset that like amanda wouldn't be with this fucking stooge right i don't know
2: right well this ends up kind of being true so her nerdy husband alan is uh, stealing like $3 million worth of bearer bonds from this guy as like part of some scam. Right. And then we are now uh, like, it it turns out Amanda is some kind of Black Widow style character.
1: That's right. Kyle, can you explain, what is a bearer bond exactly?
2: A bearer bond is basically like a security instrument like entitling you to like repayment of a, usually like a loan of some kind, um, which is basically what bonds are. Just just
1: stop. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. Never
2: mind. This this got real boring. Okay. The thing that makes them bearer bonds is ostensibly there are no other records of who holds the security.
1: So whoever is the bearer of the bond.
2: holding the physical paper is ostensibly entitled to redeem it at the maturity date. Gotcha. Uh, They have been phased out Long, long ago, like I think in the United States, they stopped, like they stopped being, like usable in the eighties. But some <laughs> of them are still like, for some reason, they became a thing in movies. Yeah, but i think gonna
1: say like that. You say that it was discontinued, like kind of in the eighties. Like it's funny that that trope though, uh, yeah. persists so much.
2: Well, the thing that's slightly different is that like they stopped issuing, you basically stopped being able to issue bearer bonds in the 80s but some were still outstanding and like redeemable Uh, so I think they're actually to this day are like like maybe 20 I I think it's something like 40 million dollars or something like that worth of unredeemed bearer bonds just out there somewhere Wow. Um, unclear whether you could still redeem them now because it would kind of depend on who issued them but anyway bearer bonds bearer bonds great
1: so for those of you that have decided to stick with the show uh i guess we'll continue the
2: next scene (laughs) we talked for about miracle on 34th street for like 10 minutes i don't think my 45 second spiel about bearer bonds scared anyone (laughs) off uh but uh anyway so she's gonna poison alan now that's that this right. rift is complete i don't know why she needed to marry him for this grift to work but oh good point yeah he did and now i guess she's gonna kill him and max like you have i have to stop this
1: yeah why is it why, why is it this crazy plot why isn't he just rich and she's gonna take his money
2: yes that's the thing i don't understand yeah I, like, I why don't did, understand.
1: They, they invented this whole plot that doesn't need to be there uh, and also,
2: like she's seducing this guy, so like, what's Alan's role? Is she? Is he? Is he just also there? Like, he's just someone to go steal it. Now, hold or, hold on. I, I I actually read this
1: scene differently. I thought she was having an affair because she's just using Alan. I didn't think they were stealing uh, this guy's bearer bonds. I thought Alan So was...
2: separately Alan was just on a solo quest to acquire these bearer bonds. I think so, and... because
1: that's why she's like, You gotta get out of here. Like, leave me alone. Like my husband's coming home. I think. Oh, interesting.
2: Okay. Fair enough. But nice. it still think... does it's still
1: like just weird. Like, it's why just not odd, just like... why not just streamline this whole thing and that she's because the, the the crux of this is that she's killing people. Is that like Amanda's always been bad, right? But like not bad to the bone. Uh yeah, well,
0: but, well, like, hand.
1: The, the thing she's doing that is crossing the line is killing somebody. So, like, any yeah. scenario to uh, facilitate that is fine. I don't know why they, like, didn't streamline it more, but anyway.
2: Well. Yeah, anyways, but Mac goes <laughs> down and, like, goes and pretends that his car broke down so he can come in and pretend the car is a busy signal and go knock over this guy's champagne. All right,
1: yes, that is 100% what happens. Also, when Mac shows... So, Fitz gives Mac, like, the ability to be, like, corporal or whatever, right? So he rings the doorbell, preventing... What's that this... word? Corporal?
0: Corporeal.
1: Corporeal. What did I say? I said corporal? All right. Yes. Corporal. Like, I got these aye, two. aye,
0: captain. I'll have another sip of this.
1: <laughs> Get it. Uh. But like when he comes in, he's like, my car broke down. And then he could have just stopped. But instead he goes, I mean, I don't get it. I just took it to the mechanic yesterday. It's like, that makes you sound less believable, man. Like (laughs) You know, cars just break down. Like usually it's because you didn't take
2: it to the mechanic. Uh, Usually, but not this time. But for
1: some reason, he's just like, it's like, stop trying to lie, Mac. This is not your game, man. Uh, So.
2: Yeah. all right
1: weird. so mac ends up and also Amanda. why does
2: she this guy just stole like three million dollars why is he letting people into his home no matter who they are <laughs> just not I mean, right now it just feels it's like, just like it's Sam's an innocent thing. Thing. i don't know who knows he's a wiener yeah i guess he is we are i think supposed to think this alan character is a real wiener but mm. still weird
1: he deserves on. to get poisoned would you say kyle
2: absolutely a thousand percent <laughs> His blood is upon him.
1: That's right. All uh, right, so, uh, you know, the little eyes are made with Amanda and Mac and Alan goes inside to clean up this glass. Mac has spilled the glass so he won't get poisoned. Uh, and, and he, he ends up... Conf-
0: oh, I saw a, a spider on <laughs> it. A, a black widow. <laughs> oh, that's good. I fact. laughed out loud. Purdy, har har.
1: Um,
2: and then he so,
0: explains what a black widow is in case the audience is stupid.
2: <laughs> yes. And then Amanda clarifies it further for banter reasons. Yes. Yeah
1: uh so mac threw they end up having some like alone time and mac is able to like he's like this isn't like the teaching is uh rebecca or whatever and i don't know it seems like this is freaking amanda out a bit but then she's like nope psych i got a gun yeah <laughs> and and then it just keeps fucking yeah, getting so, crazier
2: <laughs> yeah then a group of goons show up and i was like oh are these the people that alan just robbed that would make sense no nope these are like hunters are coming to execute amanda which they do (laughs) yes completing like mac tries to save her with karate to no avail and for like the third time in this episode amanda gets fridged
0: so mac couldn't save anybody with karate uh like 15 minutes ago (laughs) right and now is Mr. Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true, but and it doesn't they... work. So maybe it actually is consistent.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they have uh... a machete that they're gonna chop her
2: head off with. That's yes. right. So when and Mac so gets shot, they do.
1: Uh, I like this transition. Mac gets shot, and that triggers like this other like sideways flash step or whatever. Doesn't he like on?
2: fall backwards into a wall but yeah. when he hits it it's like a different wall. Like that's a clever cut. It was good. Yeah,
1: th- there's good directing in this show. Uh so now we are on the streets of Paris. I mean
2: not not with that hallway but with this. Sure. <laughs>
1: uh so now we're outside of Le Blues bar and who's Maxi but Joe and I'm like why is Joe here at all? How did Joe end up in Paris? Why does he have a, like, this blue, like, it's, all of this has all gone the way it normally has. Uh, I guess it's because they had to shoot in Paris, but it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they didn't just dress up some side street to make it look like another place.
2: No, this is fine, I think. Oh, you think this is fine? I will dissent, because we don't know exactly when Joe is supposed to have retired and, like, fall into this state. So it's entirely possible that in this timeline, he did open a bar called Le Blues Bar, and it used to be his spot. And it is no longer because he is like fallen from grace and like become pseudo homeless or at least like a busker of sure. some kind. So like I don't know. I had no problem with him being in front of his old digs.
1: All right, or new digs. It's,
0: yeah, new digs, old digs. Uh, Fitz is like, oh, uh, the Watchers turned evil because you weren't there to inspire
2: Joe to like stand up for what's right or something
0: yes yes
2: I mean, I like i, I think you take the more practical approach of like you weren't there to kill half these people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you killed so many of these bad guys right
1: including uh, like the head honcho one like yeah like it's weird that they don't just say again like once again like the streamlining of this episode into like there are simple answers to explain this stuff and move the plot along Mm -hmm. But they've, like, artificially made, like, some, like, hiccups, like, that, yeah, it's, that Joe is just not, like, he doesn't have enough, like, what, courage or resilience to do this, like. Because he hasn't been
2: watching Mac.
1: Yeah, like, what, like, come on, like, it it, it does a disservice to Joe, like, Joe's fucking cool, because he's a stand-up guy, and, like, we like Joe, and this is, like, no, Joe's only that way because of you, it's like. yeah, The problem is they try
2: to artificially mirror what they did with Amanda on this. Is what right. they did with Amanda was, Amanda's always been morally gray, right? but she had, like, a moral force that, like, stopped her from ever becoming bad, really. And you were that. So, they tried to do the exact yeah, same conflict sense. with Joe, where it's just like, I don't know, Joe. <laughs> like, this one was positive. It's like, well, Joe was always a little fragile. Yeah. Like, <laughs> joe joe was always at risk of blowing it but he had you as an inspiration so you didn't do it like it doesn't have to be exactly the same right it's just that like you and joe like these bad immortals came along and you and joe fought them together yeah but like joe couldn't beat them alone like you were there to to literally like murder half of them and have richie ram like smash one of their legs with a motorcycle yeah and like without that joe doesn't Joe's just not influential enough to beat him alone. That's fine.
1: That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Really yeah. strange. Also, can we be? Can we talk about the wig situation here? Uh, I like like the bobs in this this and bangs. Like, is he wearing uh, Elizabeth Grayson's wig from the first uh, scene and they just dyed it gray? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody yes, has and... this like bob haircut with the bangs. It's a
2: it's a look. Helmet. Helmet. It's it's certainly hair. a look. Yeah.
0: But Max right. like, oh, can you can you play? uh stand by me for me why this song i'm like this song has never been in this show nope. unless i'm mistaken <laughs>
2: like no <laughs> i was lost about this because they play it like it's so important just like nah, i don't want to do that i don't remember how to play it pick a different song i, I mean like, like everyone's getting real emotional and it's like why I,
1: I will also say this is perhaps a little bit distasteful but like is the song you ask a person in a wheelchair about uh to to play you know one about standing maybe Ooh. not Ooh.
2: maybe not maybe no, no. not it's very maybe. odd this is just like a series of strange choices but i guess this is very affecting for joe who's eventually like ah, i'm out of here
1: yeah, yeah but it has like they have no relationship so like what is this remember reminding joe why is joe getting emotional about that like that's the question why is joe upset to play stand by me who in joe's life did he not stand by
2: because we're not aware of that as the an audience member. Well, like and Joe just says, like ah, nobody stands by anybody, and I'm like, okay, okay, like that's all you can say to it. I was like, okay,
0: yeah, and that's disproven in like three seconds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happens in three seconds? E money.
0: Well, Joe like wheels away, and Mac follows, and then some random person just runs out of nowhere. And it's like, Joe, we have to stop the evil watchers.
1: Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I play this clip? This is one of my favorite yeah. uh, pieces of acting in this episode. Uh, I love this guy. This is This is crazy. Here we go.
2: <laughs> Joe Dawson. Joe, stop. Come on, Joe. I need your help. You got me confused with somebody
1: else. I can't help anybody. You're a watcher. I am a watcher. You're the reason I joined.
2: We've got to stop the killing. When will you get it through your thick Highland skull that you were much more than his friend?
0: For twenty years, you were his inspiration.
1: Damn it, there's nothing I
0: can do. There is, if you want to. Do I look like I want to? Mm. <laughs>
1: Uh oh. Get behind me, kid. What's going on? Take care of this. What how does he know? What is this? Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh, down for the count, right? What one, why did he pull out the gun if he didn't intend to use it? Two, why (laughs) does literally everyone in this finale have a gun? And three, three, is this your favorite delivery in this episode? Not Alan coming out in the last scene and ADRing? Why do you have a gun? (laughs) True.
1: Why? Why? This is uh, everything about this performance. Hey, hey Joe. It's so weird. Joe Joe Dawson. (laughs) This is the Darius of this episode. Also, here's my favorite part of it. He's like, you're the reason I became a watcher. How? It's a secret fucking organization. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no celebrities. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, man, my dream uh, watcher, man. If I could just be like Joe, he's part of the fucking like Illuminati or whatever it is. I don't know, it's a secret.
0: He yes. subscribes to what is
1: my Illuminati draft league? Yeah.
0: Watcher Watcher 17 magazine.
1: <laughs> also, like how when did this kid become a watcher and when did Joe like fall off the wagon? like this kid seems pretty young he was like oh yeah. man i want to be like 13 years old i want to be a watcher i don't know whatever anyway
2: uh <laughs> so, yeah, so we
0: not get... use his gun and our young friend here is
2: blown away by horton yeah. Yeah. and and then horton just gives him some money and joe goes on his way
1: well yeah horton gives the the standard uh immortals are an abomination speech we get it we've heard it uh yeah, and that's that's kind of the, That that's the scene, right? He gets some yeah. booze, booze money. Oh, but no, wait, no, no, no. This so is not the it. end of the scene. Yeah, because we, we are it. playing this effect oh, shot.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So please uh, do.
1: In you know high budget shows, they usually have a budget for some composite effects, video effects, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but when you don't have a lot of money, you just turn on the camera and film a scene twice, and it gets kind of blurry because the camera moves just a tiny bit and it looks like shit. And that's what this episode, or that's what this scene looks like. So uh, once again, I guess Mac is not uh, corporeal, corporeal, I can't even say the word corporeal. Um, Yeah. uh, And he walks by Horton and this is his reaction.
2: (laughs) Whoops. Ooh, what? He's like, Ooh. what? Ooh. Why didn't Fitz let him punch him out of curiosity? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? And I'll, like, why is Matt confused? Yeah, yeah you should.
1: <laughs> and why is this well. shot blurry? Because it's terrible. Uh, So that's not, that's not very good. Uh, it's such a, like, why is that even in here? I'm sorry. Like,
2: no need for this scene. Yeah. Right? Right. None. Not a one. Yeah. Uh, but, then Joe gets goes back to his apartment to get drunk and Mac goes <laughs> there to, like, try to have the same scene again.
1: Yeah. You're not a watcher or a mortal. And I'm like, how do you know, Joe? You're make, you know, like, this is all make-believe. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That,
0: yeah. I'll, yeah. How does he know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're not a watcher. How? I mean, you're he, like, I, you're a homeless person living on the street. How do you know who the watchers are? Well, he is a, he was a watcher. Maybe, maybe Duncan's a new watcher. I guess he didn't I, know I, who that that kid didn't come by, and Joe was like, "You're a watcher." Like it's like he doesn't fucking know who this kid is, anyway.
0: But he does know. He knows he's Terry Rafferty.
1: Oh, all right. But
2: yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem buying that. Like the guy who is a watcher has a general sense of who other watchers are, and a general sense of who the immortals, relevant immortals, are.
1: All right, all right.
2: Uh, anyway. So, you know, Horton, after this long speech about, you know, I spared you because you're nobody, Joe's just like, eh, I'm a nobody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's the end of that. Yeah. All right, so
1: we end up outside of this, like, this church or temple. I've never seen this building before. It's uh, rather striking. Uh, it's a new location for the show. Um, and Mac and Fitz are sitting on some steps. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Fitz is recapping kind of the deal. Like, hey, like, you are needed. Like, obviously, you've impacted... These people. Uh, and at this point, Fitz decides to show Mac who?
2: Tess. Tess, Tess who's alive yeah. and well. And just walking around apparently. And right. Mac's just like, oh.
1: Right? To be continued. To be continued. So here's my thoughts two things. One, I think it's super exciting as a fan. I'm like, fucking Tess is back. This is cool. Like, yeah, I think I be I'd be like into this, and as a cliffhanger, awesome! Like, oh wow, like what would life be like with Tess back? Uh, but at the same time, like I'm like, why does why does Fitz show Mac Tess? Like, I'm I'm I don't remember the specifics of what Tess. What we'll to life find out together like. soon. Yeah, uh, but it's like, oh, like if you know, like I get showing him Joe and Amanda. Like that'll make me want to be alive because I help them. But it's like Tess is fucking dead because of you, man. Like. This is not what I That's, might say to convince you.
2: Yeah. Which is also interesting that they, they took the, they decided that she is still alive, even though they actually killed her through a random act of violence. True. Like, I guess it's like very coincidentally because of Mac that. Right. He, she happened to be in like, what seems like a very nice suburban na- neighborhood when this, when this thing happened. But sure, like, it was
1: right in front of that to your house, man.
2: Yeah. But like, <laughs> there's no genuine connection to Mac like she's just a random victim of crime yeah Mm. right so that's
1: that's it that's the to be continued so whoa big cliffhanger what's what's...
2: to be continued? oh shit love it you're welcome
1: love it (laughs) all right uh well before we talk about it it's time to play a game Hey, it is game time are you two ready we're gonna play a very special game this week it's called bearer bonds that's right you have to Ooh. guess if it is a bear or a bond kyle you are a i'm first I, i'm sorry you have to guess what or what bearer bonds is it a bear or a bond kyle corporate is that a bear or a
2: bond i'm gonna go ahead and say that there are corporate bonds so bond all right you're right. One point for Kyle. Amen. Nailed it. Brown. What do you
1: think about Brown?
2: Bear. You're right. Oh. The bear.
1: And Kyle, a uh, high yield. What do you think of high yield?
2: Uh, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's not a bear, though I'd like to meet that bear and say Bond.
1: You are wrong. It is a bear. They have a lot of bear meat. Sweet, sweet bear meat. <laughs>
2: So like you kill the bear to eat and get a high yield.
1: Hell yeah, they call them high yield bears.
2: Fair high enough. Bears. I I have no questions.
1: How about panda, Eamon?
2: Bond.
1: Eamon's the winner. I love it. You won. Wow, I won. You is won. That the bear bonds. That's the whole game. No, that is a fake game. That is stupid. Uh, because my brain is broken. The real no game. Problem. Uh, we're talking host quotes, baby. Host quotes? Host quotes.
2: Host. Host. Okay. Whoa. So I I'm excited. To,
1: I am going to read you a quote uh, that was said on this show. Uh, these are some of my favorite quotes from season two. Uh, these are so quotes deal- that
2: we have said. You have
1: said. So the way the game works is I'm going to read the quote. You can buzz in using your name. You have to tell me first what the episode title was. That is worth two points
2: okay
1: uh after you get that correct uh you can guess who said it for a bonus one point so no mm-hmm. one do not let do not reveal uh who uh said it if you think you know because it'll you know kill the bonus point as it were uh and if you do not get it right uh the other person will have a chance to steal also for two points uh no point reductions make sense
2: sure That's great Let's do this question number
1: one question number one i don't know, quote number one do you even lift bro Oh, I said that <laughs> you, you've already ruined the bonus point so good.
2: Oh all right but I, I episode I've is cle- in the room. oh I've clearly I clearly flipped which one was the bonus uh, which one was the oh crap
1: I don't know Eamon. Kyle doesn't know negative one point for wasting my time Eamon. cool uh... any episode guesses? Do you and it's, even lift, bro?
0: Is it a, it's a season two episode?
1: That's right. These are all season two These episodes. Are all That's your clue. Two.
0: Ooh, uh, mm, 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 mm. Mm, he
1: doesn't know. know. It's
0: sweet. I, I don't know.
1: I uh no. Kyle, I'll let you guess. Or you give up. You gave up. I don't I'm not letting you guess again. That was episode uh nine of season two, Run for Your Life. And Run Char- for your life and all Charlie right. and Mac were fighting, and Kyle was like, Do you even lift, bro? anyway Dude, wow sounds about right very good all right next up um oh i didn't say who said it did i say who said it kyle said it I, kyle yeah said. i said
2: who said it but
1: oh that's right you said i said that that's right yeah. that's when you fucking got negative one point
2: <laughs> yeah next true.
1: question this is like the double dare of quickenings
2: Ooh, uh kyle yes uh under color of authority That is correct. And who said it? I think I said that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But no. Pish posh, dear boy. No,
1: no, no. Eamon said that. Eamon. Nice. Do you get a point for saying it? Well, Kyle gets two points. I'm giving Eamon one point. For saying it. For making me laugh.
2: For making you laugh Mm -hmm. five years ago. That's right. That was five years ago. (laughs) The best medicine. That's that's right. Real Patch Adams about this, Eamon. Mm -hmm. I love Patch Adams. That's just kidding. I've never. He
1: he looks like a palette swap in a video game. Kyle, Kyle, or Eamon, I'm sorry, you did say your name first, Eamon.
0: Uh, it's the vampire. You are right. And who
1: said it? Me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That is perhaps my my favorite line that has ever been said on this show. Yeah, it's quite good.
2: (laughs) Very thank you. Punishingly accurate. The Punisher. Yeah. All right, next up. That was the is...
0: vampire season two. That's
2: crazy to me. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, yeah, right? It's a way back machine right there. That's a good episode.
1: Yeah, it they're doing some episode. light role playing. They're going to transition into some heavy LARPing after this. Charlie's just going to yell lightning bolt and peg him with a tennis ball.
2: Uh, Kyle. Kyle. This is the fighter? yes yeah right because they're like pretending like oh you we're gonna pretend you're talking to her
1: yeah we're gonna pretend you're talking to her
2: yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. much yep. like
1: this episode where uh do pretends to talk to lots of people
2: yeah because he's
1: high <laughs> as shit
2: yes and i i'm quite sure that i said that
1: you are right all right great job kyle next up Spoiler alert, she doesn't play into anything in this entire episode, but she's there, she's a character, and she exists. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh, all right. She's there. We're looking for the
1: episode. We're looking
2: for the episode. Um What a one. Go for it. Uh,
0: the Return of Amanda.
1: That is wrong.
2: Mm. Ooh. um is this the season with counterfeit in it i actually don't remember i don't know kyle counterfeit part one.
1: Oh, that is wrong oh okay <laughs> I have to look at the episode again nope wrong uh, is this
2: counterfeit part two
1: no oh, neither okay. oh,
2: neither which one is it
1: uh this is unholy alliance
0: oh shit
1: Oh, and the person right. uh the person uh the uh, well it was Kyle that said it. The person Kyle is talking about is Renee Delaney. Oh, Renee, she's Renee. Here. Renee
0: Delaney. She's <laughs> playing this this
1: entire episode, but she's here. She's a character and she exists. Renee Delaney. Don't FBI agent. That's right. That's no points. No points given. No points.
2: No points. I give Next. no points to Renee Delaney either. <laughs> That's true. No.
1: She works for the European Observer, not that trash European Tribune, that rag. Uh
2: Kyle. Kyle, what's the episode? Uh, it's, it's a warmonger. Correct, and who said Ooh, it? Oh, damn. I think you did, Keith.
1: Oh, wrong. Wrong. Oh. Uh, no, I'm not funny. Uh Eamon said it. <laughs> we can all agree oh. that you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: but just you kidding. get you get two points. Two points. Two points. Nice uh okay, right because yeah. this is the episode yeah. with monster mash right
1: that is right that's would, and that's that was where monster mash came from and uh batman i think might have been the first that's the
2: origin of batman it it might God. be
1: batman good gravy
2: um, Batmac, that's me trying to
1: hopefully some you know sad people will make a podcast about our podcast and they can talk about when we came up with Batmac. Uh,
2: what, a, they what will. a wow that's a snake eating its own tail right that's there right. <laughs> that's
1: right all right next we got two more to go uh, this quote is just Beige Watch. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, what was her name? She was an investigator. What were they investigating? They're in Paris. Amen. Uh, what is the
1: episode that the quote sh- was
0: Beige Watch comes
2: from? Um, oh, shit. They uh, can do this. Oh, I'm loving it. Is it Somebody better say their names to call in. Oh, I th- I was waiting for Eamon to say something. Oh, or... I said
0: Eamon. I think you oh. he didn't hear me. Um But uh I can't think of the episode. Is it Song of the Executioner?
2: That is not correct. Sorry. That, oh. the, that would seem to be in the wrong season too, wouldn't it? Oh
0: right, that's season four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh
2: so I will guess
0: Isn't it the, the same old... lady?
2: I don't know. Is I don't think so. Oh, okay. No no no. Uh, no 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 I will just turn around and guess uh, the, wait, Legacy, maybe? Nope. No, right. that I was... I was just picking a Paris season two episode. What episode was it? That was Prodigal Son.
0: Uh, Prodigal Son. Yeah. The I one forgot. with the one with Hyde, right? That's right. Yeah. Martin
1: Hyde, yeah. who was named Hyde because he's a hunter and he collects hides. <laughs>
2: Oh, I've heard that somewhere. I've heard that yeah. somewhere.
1: Also, a rumor I started. Good for me. Anyway, uh, looking good. No points on that one. Who Woof. said it? Uh, Kyle said that.
2: Kyle. Oh, congratulations, Kyle. On, on Beige Watch.
1: Beige Watch. Uh. All right, and this is the final one. Uh, Is there a, a hope of... Oh, ooh, we're pro- you you could pull this off, Eamon. This is it, man. Really? I think so. I think so.
2: It's a thing that could happen. Wow. It
1: is the thing that could happen if we know where this quote came from. This is one of the most Devon Devon.
2: Den, Den- this Den- is one of the
1: most denim heavy scenes this show has ever had.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Wow. What what are the denim, denim heavy scenes? Yeah, what episodes? are the denim heavy
1: scenes? We haven't done an episode just on denim. We probably should, but
2: yeah, denim rewatched over here. Uh um, cloud. Denim, the cloud, <laughs> the kind of uh i am gonna guess that it is from kyle here guessing that it is gonna be from turnabout
1: all right that is wrong
2: that's clearly <laughs> wrong based on the answer all right <laughs> all right, right. That is, all right. You think, that's who a thing
1: did, you did who did you think wore a lot of denim in that episode
2: uh i figured both mac and michael moore but that's true but I think, uh, now that I think on that more, Michael Moore was like a khakis man.
1: Mm, that is true.
2: Yeah, that is how how bad,
1: bad would you feel if this wasn't the most denim heavy scenes? Like,
2: never mind. What do you mean? Anyway. If we were just factually wrong when this yeah, joke was Yeah, just factually made.
1: wrong. Man. Like, oh no, this isn't right. This other scene was more denim heavy. Uh, that would be a
2: real tragedy, clearly.
1: But... I agree. Amen, what's your guess? Uh, I'm going to guess... Do it. Boop, 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 boop. get those points
2: is he, is he actually going to guess do it get the points
0: get the points um, uh, Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> Holy nice. Alliance Part 2
1: great guess no it is Counterfeit <laughs> Part 1 and uh, who wants to guess who said it that sounds like something Eamon would say Eamon do you agree is that something you would say I'm guessing Uh, that your
2: response means no. (laughs) I'll say uh, Keith said it.
1: Okay, Kyle, you get negative one points for thinking Eamon said that. Eamon, you get negative one (laughs) points for thinking I would say anything like that. No, Kyle, you said that.
2: Oh, all right. (laughs) Uh, That's that's fair. I mean, I thought that some kind of sexy genius probably said it. So that's... There we go. And so the final score, uh,
1: because I, let's see, I knocked you a point for that, Kyle. I also knocked you a point, I think, earlier just...
2: For... just for vindictive reasons
1: oh because you said uh the name first right you didn't yes. follow the rules yeah you were penalized true. isn't that a shame wouldn't it be shame, a shame if you lost the game because of that uh but you didn't
2: oh, five instead... to f-
1: five to four or five to Why three Even you lost the point that last time too yeah. uh because the p- losing points was something i introduced mid-game
2: so. yeah it's true wow oh. quite a quite a journey we're all on here
1: My,
0: my counterpoint to this is, if if our if our country's election system doesn't follow follow the rules, why should Kyle have to?
1: You know what? That's a really you know when you point.
2: when you put it that way, because it's rigged.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't done a recap on that. You you said you were uh, at some polling stations last week. So Kyle's like, like, no, <laughs> no, no. The I'll fate of
0: recounts. Uh, okay, you know, I was at a certain um, a certain hearing. Not a legal hearing, but just a, a hearing uh, <laughs> discussing various fraudulent activities. We're we're mm. gonna get this. We're gonna. Did get
1: you this. did you see any of it, or was it all audible, Just audible? Is that why they call it a hearing, Kyle? You're a lawyer.
2: That's the only reason they call it a hearing.
1: Interesting, huh? Where did that come about? Question for Kyle. Uh, Bonus question, Kyle. Why do we call them hearings?
2: Uh, because you have a chance to be heard before the court. Usually, it's an evidentiary proceeding. Huh.
1: Do you find that language ableist? Uh, I say that jokingly and I'm like, Ugh, don't make jokes like that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm so all sorry. Right.
2: Then I will not honor it with a response. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is your uh, response
1: gonna be worse than my joke? Maybe. No, <laughs> oh, probably not. Good so, that it wasn't awful. Uh, very good, that's the game. Very good. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about very good. episode 6-12, 2B do we
0: have a watcher chronicle
1: we do congratulations oh. amen for guessing to remind me to do a watcher chronicle very good um rip.
0: guessing to remind you
1: that's right that is right i do have to bring it up because it is not here uh who do you think the chronicle is going to be about i assume it has to be about beto
2: o'rourke yeah
0: <laughs> beto o'rourke
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah even that guy hasn't been resurrected like uh, Mayo Pete. Mayo Pete came back to like diss people on Fox News for a little bit. What's Beto doing? Just doing ollies hollies in the parking lot? I
2: don't know. <laughs> probably, probably wishing he had kept his powder dry and ran for the Senate again, but he didn't. Yeah. You Not unlike the lose, villain in Beto. this episode... Yeah. A disappointment.
1: Oh, Liam O'Rourke. <laughs> Let's talk about him. He was born in 1883 in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, hey, hey, de- hey. Oh, boy. Our first death, 1916. Irish Brotherhood member killed in Easter raid. Yikes. <laughs> it says wow. rising,
2: but. Easter rising.
1: What? <laughs>
2: uh, they, <laughs> Sorry, this, his first Easter teacher rising. is someone also named Hugh for some reason. Do you know why he was named the, uh, Hugh? No, no. Uh, but they, there's only so many first names an immortal is allowed to have.
1: That's true because we don't know who he is. Uh, so, original <laughs> cultural affiliation is militantly Irish. <laughs> what? what? That's not a cultural it really... affiliation. It's Milit- Irish.
0: Are you Irish? Not militantly no, I'm Irish. Irish. Yeah.
1: Or is yeah, there really that great a cultural divide between the Irish and the militantly Irish?
2: There are now. I guess yeah.
1: so. All right, you need characteristics. Facial scar predating first death. Okay. Mm. 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 Recent base of operations, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Occupation, Provost Cell Leader. Oh, and then it says uh, (laughs) roster status deceased. Spoiler alert. Uh Uh-oh. Next. All right, ready for his chronicle? They say that revenge is a dish best served cold. If that's true, then Liam O'Rourke just choked to death on it. He hadn't spent every day since he escaped from that prison in a body bag plotting against Duncan MacLeod, but there wasn't a day that passed where he didn't think of Tara. He immersed himself in the work of, uh, in work for Irish culture and dedicated his work to Tara. Then in the spring of 98, the cause started to fall to pieces. There were concessions and surrenders as the once great warriors of the Irish people agreed to sit and parlay with the English. Compromise, as far as O'Rourke was concerned, was an insult to a true Irishman and a desecration of what Tara had given her life for. The thought gnawed at him that if not for Duncan McCloud, none of this would have happened. So more than 50 years later, O'Rourke set his sights on McCloud and, in the end, achieved nothing but his own reunion with Tara. So, sorry for the slight spoiler spoiler alert that the villain fucking loses. Surprise. Um, Shocking. I just assumed
2: Max successfully committed suicide and, like, because Hugh was like, see, the world is better off without (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) And Mac's like, you're right.
2: Yeah.
1: That's fucking dark to think about, right? Jesus. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, that, that like the, the, the real consideration, like, would the world be better without me? Maybe. Maybe. Yikes. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we think of Rourke's uh, little Watcher Chronicle? I get it. Whatever. It's fine. It's generic. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I did mention that some things might be revealed in the uh the Watcher Chronicles. Um. Although I guess I did not uh, provide a screenshot of the one thing because it wasn't that interesting. But in Tara's uh, Watcher Chronicle, uh, mm. it is revealed that she like dies very young. Uh, So, and it says under unusual circumstances, I believe. So I don't know if the idea is that O'Rourke killed her or that she killed herself. Uh, But I think, Kyle, this answers your question. Like, hey, like, why does he really stay with her for like 50 years in jail? That doesn't make any sense. I guess, no. No, he does not. Uh, So yeah, they might've only been in there for a few years. Interesting. Interesting. There we go. Interesting. So interesting.
0: But he takes so long to try to get his revenge.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing, right? Like, it's this yeah. weird, like, how much does he love her? Like, yeah, why not have him be in jail with her the whole time? That makes the, the revenge more palpable. Uh, and it makes it, like, makes that relationship more loving and stuff. Like, he cared about her so much, he stayed in jail. she died so he could like be with her or whatever it is but kyle as you pointed out that they would not have been together so that doesn't really make sense either so it's just clunky and weird and whatever but
2: factual uh
1: so let's talk about it this episode sees series finale part one amon's
2: first because he actually won this game
1: i am that's right I am first.
0: Uh, Yo, it's a great concept, and once again, as par for Season 6, it just doesn't seem to be executed as well as we would have liked. Yeah. Um, What do you guys think about that? Do you like the concept, the It's a Wonderful Life Christmas Carol
2: concept? I'm a little, it's a little hacky, I think. Like, I don't know. It's, like, not a well I particularly need to go down.
1: It's been gone down many times before, so like, I mean, it is like it becomes like a trope, which is a bummer because it's not a bad device, really. Uh, it's actually yeah. a very good device. It's it's really great, I think. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, Kyle.
2: Go on. Yeah, I don't know. It's like not a thing. I it's not a thing I personally need to see. Uh, first and foremost, so getting that out of the way, it's like it it, all, it also just like feels like a missed opportunity for like actual character development or the actual resolution of some tension that they could have built throughout. So I guess putting all of that aside, I think it's an okay premise with just like the setup just doesn't work. Like, I I don't think they laid the groundwork for the thing they ultimately decided they wanted to do. Uh, Because I, you know, all we see prior to this suicide plot line is that like, Max got the bomb D on the planet. Like, that's the setup to him wanting to commit suicide. And, like, I don't know. I just don't think it... I, I just don't think the setup to this is earned in any way.
1: I agree. Yeah. No, I, 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 I... My uh, two cents. Sure. Uh, yeah, like, I, I agree with your sentiment about, like this it's a wonderful life like trope like it's it's kind of a bummer that it's become a trope because it's a good device like and also like weirdly i think it's like an amazing device to use for this show like with all this history like we get to view it's a wonderful life in a very different way than every other tv show that has done this trope has done it before like we can go back 400 years if we want to see how this would shake out i think that's cool uh and i also think that it does a good like a show that's about like flashbacks and stuff like It seems to fit in the sense of the show to like be cutting back to points in history. Uh, I think it also works out really well because, I don't know, it's weird that it's a bummer that season six, they never established any sort of through line throughout all of this, Uh, whether it just be psychological motivation for Mac or a villain uh like there's no villain of season six uh like some other seasons uh but like this lets them have like a pretty good shortcut to get to Horton that doesn't feel Mm -hmm. too contrived it's like no Horton is still the villain and isn't it great that we could be like don't we all hate him so much like we get all the stakes that are involved in that but like they didn't have to build that up uh and it doesn't feel that contrived because it's being used with this device uh Mm -hmm. so I like that I don't know um I think tonally it just is a little different like than everything we've seen like this is weirdly like a comedy episode, kind of, yeah, like, or at least with of. Fitz, like, I don't know, there's uh, there's stuff about it that I feel like we haven't seen before that feel different for the show. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, at the moment, I'm a little torn. Um,
0: well, there's like the the goofy beginning, and there's all the Fitz stuff, and then the Amanda alternate reality thing is kind of goofy until it isn't, like- Yeah. And then it just gets really grim.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, real I really grim. don't like the the Amanda, yeah. the treatment that she just gets like shot and stuff. Uh, I yeah. mean, honestly, I mean, this is another weird thing. Like, here I am complaining this whole podcast about like, if they had just rewritten this, like, why did they make it more complicated than it needed to be? Why did they shoot Amanda? She'll wake up. Shoot Joe. Like, Like, they even were like, how high do we want the stakes? Here? Or here. Like, they didn't make them high enough. Like, they could have made, like, why not have Joe be dying? Like, the rush to get into the hospital. Like, there's a clock. There's something that has to happen here. Uh, but instead, they killed the immortal, who will just wake up in five minutes, so.
2: Right. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'm picking I mean, up what you're putting down.
0: The other weird thing is, like, all of the flashback stuff in the alternate reality is in, like, the present day, which is probably just to save money, but it's, yeah. like, yeah. You like it could have been like Amanda died like 300 years ago or, or whenever they first met or whatever. Sure. Like, you weren't around to do whatever. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. a little, yeah, a little blah. I agree. Pre, yeah. Who knows what the next episode will hold? Maybe that'll wrap everything up in a nice bow.
1: I, uh, I, yeah, did you guys watch the next episode just out of curiosity? No. I did not. You did. I, no. Okay. Either
2: did I. I, I, I wanted to. I, I have a feeling that it is genuinely tricky to assess these all completely separate. Uh, but uh, to preserve kind of our formatting, where you take them as they come, I did not watch the next episode.
1: Cool. Yeah. It's interesting that we're all coming down. Like, I'm not sure what to make of this quite
2: yet. Uh, interesting. The, I mean, I I think. I have a lot of problems with this, but I will say I don't think they like irredeemably missed the landing or something. Like, I think there are ways that this could be pulled back and be a little more, could be more than it currently is. I'll put it that way.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: It's good to see our regulars back, you know? It
1: really is. Like, Yeah. yeah. It's such a bummer that, like, I mean, some of the problems we're describing of this episode are are problems that it's because it's in season six, not because of any of the writing and talent that's involved. Like it's just cheaper. And like, that's just such a bummer because I feel like if they just made this episode a year ago, I think we'd have different opinions or they'd have the ability to like actually do flashbacks that didn't take place now. Uh, mm-hmm. That right. They really like delved into history and we have cool costumes and like, I don't know. It would be lore building too, in a weird way. It's like, oh, if Mac wasn't here, what would have happened? Uh,
2: mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. It is interesting stuff. I don't know. um I'm curious to see where this goes and where do, we ultimately land on it because I no guys, longer remember.
1: We're taking apart like a lot of the like the nitty gritty of the episode. How do you guys feel like emotionally about like? it's all coming to an end like this is this is how it ends like are you like okay I, I'm settling into this character this is his path out or whatever uh
0: I you know I'm kind of just I wish season six just is in just kind of disappointing
1: <laughs> It <laughs> is kinda, yeah.
0: I mean a lot of people a lot of our listeners have said like oh season six is going to be I I just don't think I was actually prepared for like it's just kind of a slog, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I
1: I wasn't prepared for that either. Like I think I remember it being not as good, but didn't mm-hmm. think that I'd be like, "Oh, this is rough, man." Like it's it's weird seeing this stuff next to all the other episodes we've covered which are like fucking awesome. Uh yeah. So it's just it's just weird, yeah, huh?
2: The thing that gets me is just like the any emotional impact this might have had on me is blunted by the way this way it opens right like from the way this episode starts i am not emotionally like susceptible to this being the end i'm just like ha 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 looney tunes sex joke and then all of a sudden the, the stakes change and like i was never really able to immerse in like even quite the exercise just because of how it's introduced the lack of setup, like, I don't know. It just, it didn't have a punch for me. Interesting.
1: I have a question for you guys. How would you feel, we kind of already saw, I know we're only in part one of the series finale, but we kind of already saw this series finale, which was the like presumed end of season five. It's like, it could end here. W- which would you have preferred at this point? Would you have preferred a weird Twin Peaks ending where Duncan, like, doesn't make it at the end. And he's like, I blew it, man. I killed my best friend. Uh, I maybe didn't defeat, I didn't defeat the demon. Uh, and that's it. Or would you prefer something like this, which is, you know, uh, a retrospective kind of on the character?
2: I mean, the, the setup on the other thing is so unmitigatedly dumb. <laughs> that This is, this is so obviously better. Right. Mm. Like, I agree but you think it's this...
1: uh, so, so. You think it's less less dumb for Mac to be visited by a, or more dumb for Mac to be visited by a demon, less dumb that he's visited by an angel. Just,
2: I think a scene which is designed <laughs> to be a retrospective on Mac's life and is like, uh, and it's it's a wonderful life trope is less dumb than introducing at the last minute a uh, a demon monster who like makes Mac kill his best friend. I agree. I think that that is less dumb.
1: You're right. You're right. It is.
2: <laughs> yes, I know. I'm, I know I'm right about this. Very good. Mm. Uh, Very good. Uh, All right. Does yeah, anyone have any that's... other
1: thoughts on this before we move on?
2: Those are my mm-hmm. takes, and I'm
1: sticking to them. Wow! I'm just all right.
0: Curious to see if Mithos will be in this alternate reality, and if Richie will be, and if Charlie will be, and if <laughs> Maurice will be.
1: Oh, uh, Maurice! Right? He's probably off in his boat.
0: I feel like some of these people I probably won't see. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a lot to pack into one episode. Uh, yeah. and Anne? No, Anne. Doctor Anne Lindsay.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he bought her a house. He never bought Tessa a house. That's true. Yeah, yeah what the so. fuck, man? <laughs>
0: I'm Very waiting good. with with bated breath to see what mm. this last episode brings.
1: Very good. All right, let's rate it. Uh, Kyle, how many Bailey Building and Loans would you give this? I'm.
2: Um, I i do not know, honestly. I'm having a hard <laughs> time assessing this, but I am gonna give it three. All right. Uh, Here, I'll say this because uh, I I feel like I'm. This is subject to revision, but. I feel like there are things here I like. We finally get to see characters I care about, but I'm very worried they're not gonna stick the landing.
1: All right. So you give it a three, you said Cal?
2: That's what three I said. Points.
1: Okay. I think that's totally fair, by the way. because uh, I know I've like cheated and done this in the past that like I'll give a two-parter a joint score uh, to a degree. So I think that's okay. Yeah. We can rate it and then we can rate them both together. Uh, so Amen.
0: I think this is uh well,
2: what what
1: Oh, what, what metric?
2: The, what metric? That's right. Uh, do
1: you have one, Kyle? Maybe a, a uh, little hot. Oh, go ahead. Go and ahead. How it.
2: many coasters will you give this
1: episode? Ooh,
0: I'm gonna give this one more coaster than is in the episode. This is a three coaster. Are there really? we go. Uh, love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, interesting concept. Again, good to see all the all the folks. Just not a not a slam dunkaroo. Dunkin'
1: Dunkin' Roo.
0: Slam Dunkin' Roo, which seems like. What season six is all about just mediocrity <laughs> across the board unfortunately yeah keith interesting fair enough how many uh ods on a on a moving train would you give this
1: gas ods uh I, I i'm gonna stick with you guys we're in solidarity at three here it's fine this is a fine episode uh and it's like it's a relief of an episode like like you said Eamon like good seeing the characters back together and I felt that way about last episode like just seeing Joe and Mithos like they have a history like all these characters at least have history with each other I mean hell even O'Rourke I mean we've been we've met so many like villains and just like one-off characters it's nice to see like hey O'Rourke has a history with Mac there's something there to be like built upon uh rather yeah. than just like evil guy in mansion <laughs> right it's like who cares about this mm-hmm. like there's no motivation to like why, why do i care that one wins over the other uh so that's good uh you know i don't know it's good to get back to form i guess in a way uh as far as the the trope of it's a, it's a wonderful life goes uh i wish it was done a little better you know season six style uh but i think uh it's a, honestly, I kind of think it's a slam dunk, like, for this series. Like, if any show should be using the It's a Wonderful Life trope, this one does it great. Uh, Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah. You heard it here first folks.
1: That's right. So before we leave we got a couple things to cover of course. Uh, You know we're rounding uh, up our coverage of Highlander the series. Kind of the bulk of Highlander content that's out there. Uh, But what we want you the uh, listener to be part of that coverage uh, with us. So we are doing it's not like a contest or anything uh, but it's just like if you want to be part of our kind of last episode, or kind of, or I shouldn't say last episode, it's not our last episode, it's the the retrospective on Highlander the series. Uh, You know, you can send us an email. So we're doing a, how would you describe this Kyle? Like a uh, interview style special? We're
2: we're gonna make a little uh, audio pastiche. That's a Uh, pastiche.
1: I love that word, great, pastiche.
2: uh, About the Highlander series. And we'd love it if you could participate by sending us uh, some of your thoughts.
1: Yeah, so what we're doing is we're asking people to record us a voice memo on your phone. You just go to whatever app you have that records it. If you don't have an app that records it on your phone, I'm sure you can download some sort of app for free on the App Store. Uh, but send us in a, you know, a message that's you know two to three minutes long, probably, uh, and let us know your name, your first name, your last initial, uh, your age, and where you're from. Uh, And then you can let us know, like, why is honey into the series so important to you? Like, why have you I mean, you've stuck along over I mean, it's how many years almost 20 years since or it's been 20 years over 20 years since the show has been off the air. Uh, You know, but you've stuck around. You've been listening to our podcast, hopefully, uh, you know, and you love the show like we do. Um, So why have you done that? Why is it important to you? Um, And what's your favorite episode? And what makes Duncan so special as like a hero? Like Duncan, I think uh, it's exemplified I think by this season, the lack of Duncan in this season certainly shows how important Duncan was. Uh, So let us know in your message, why you think Duncan uh, is important and is is a hero to you. Uh, And so you can send those uh, responses to HeinanderRewatched at gmail.com. The due date is January 1st, New Year's Day. It's easy to remember. Hey, new so year. again record your name age where you're from why is Highlander important to you who's what's your favorite episode and what makes duncan so special and send those responses to Highlander rewatch at gmail.com by january 1st and we're gonna put them together in a whole video montage thing uh hopefully it's all cool if you send us a weird response guess what it's probably not going to be included because it's weird uh so don't do that, <laughs>
0: don't do that. No, uh, but i'm
1: really excited close. to kind of round out this uh leg of our journey uh this has kind of been the bulk of our show and uh yeah this is the thing that got me into highlander so i'm like i'm very sentimental that this is kind of ending uh it's a bummer or something yeah. i don't know
0: it certainly is a a milestone and that's, that is true
1: that's right it the is a stone milestone. of scone mm. but next week we have a special episode for everybody to watch next week make sure to tune in for season one episode episode one, one. what what what? The
0: Gathering.
1: The Gathering. We're going back to where it all started for this show. We're doing episode hey, one next week. Revisiting have we heard
0: about The Gathering at all in this season of Pioneer? Was
1: <laughs> that the thing they dropped? Hmm. We'll have to talk about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this okay. has been really great talking about this episode. It's fun uh, and it's uh, in general fun to finish off the show. It's a bummer that we're all not together. I, I know I, I was watching this. I watched this episode twice this week. And I was sitting on my couch, uh, I watched it very casually one night, and I was just like, man, this is a real, like, I I was getting very sentimental about the podcast in general, not to get too emotional here, but uh, Mm -hmm. I was like, man, like, I I always envisioned us watching this together, like, I I I think in my head, I was like, you know what, when we get to the end, like, like, and also before COVID and all this sort of stuff, like, where we have a camera, I was like, we should record us doing this all, like, just for fun, like,
2: uh Mm -hmm.
1: and now it's i guess forced to be on camera uh but i think i'd always intended us to watch it together and just like talk about it and like i don't know it's a it's a big deal we've spent a lot of time there's been a lot of ups and downs and trials and tribulations associated with the podcast and all sorts of stuff uh and this is it so i don't know getting a little sad now
0: i feel you covid baby
1: gotta hear that sound every time man cocking the gun cocking the shotgun spanish american (coughs) war whatever he was fighting in right
2: that's right is like mexican revolution <laughs>
1: oh that's right it's the mexican revolution i'm sorry i'm so sorry but very hey. good. well thanks everybody for joining us this week uh we'll see you next week for the very first episode of, of the series we've been your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen ah hey!